Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook plus two Audible originals and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash thatgeekshow. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iOS, Android, Sonos, Kindle, and Alexa-enabled devices. Hey everybody, welcome back to That Geek Show, the place where we talk about all the nerd and geek culture in the world and bring it all into one place for your listening enjoyment. Uh, I'm your host, Eric Lucas, and we're coming to you live from Costa Mesa. Well, not live, but recording Costa Mesa, California, That Geek Show Studios. Uh, before we get started, everybody, just want to let you know, uh, we are That Geek Show, and we're our website. It's thatgeekshow.com. You can find us on all the socials, at That Geek Show, all one word, on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And on YouTube, uh, if you just search That Geek Show, look for our little logo. Or if you really want to type in our username, it's That Geek Show, and the number one at the end. Find all our content there, and uh, yeah. Just wanted to get that out there before we get started. Okay, big episode today. Game of Thrones. Season 8. We've uh, we've given everybody a week to watch the final episode to catch up. Uh, we have There's a special two-hour documentary that's currently airing right now on HBO. So uh, you can watch that after you listen to the podcast. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're going to go around the room here. I'm going to introduce everybody and then we're going to give our initial thoughts on the entire season, and then we're going to kind of go uh, piecemeal, episode by episode. There was only six, and uh, we'll kind of break it down like that, okay? So before we get started, let's go around the room. Joining me today on That Geek Show, Matt Grumman. Good evening. Hello, Matt. Also with us tonight, again, Katie Guerin. Hey, guys. Welcome hey, back. Katie. Welcome back. Uh, Mr. Dan Molinar, coming from Michigan. How's it going, everyone? Hello, sir. You got those notes ready? Oh, dude. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. Nice long scroll. And, of course, Mr. Giovanni Estrada. Yeah, what's up? What's up, Gio? And with that, let's get into our big topic of the week. Big topic of the week! All right, guys. Uh, so let's go around. Same kind of the way we did it for the Avengers uh, finale. We're gonna go and uh, just give your give your initial thoughts, reactions, uh, summarize up the season for you in a, in a few words, and uh, we'll go ahead and break down the season uh, episode by episode after that. So why don't we start with you, Matt? Well, I just got to say it kind of felt rushed. Um. <laughs> No. That's your we one. Banned okay. that word. That's we my banned one. that Ding. word. <laughs> no, we'll put a limit on that one. Um, to me, I was uh, largely disappointed with a lot of the season. Um, I don't know. It's it's kind of there's so much kind of leading up from the previous seasons that I kind of felt were dropped and not paid off. And there's from what I've heard on everything that happened behind the scenes, I kind of get why they did some of this stuff. It's still upsetting to me that they did it that way. Um, but ultimately when we get to the final episode of the whole season, um, realizing it could have been much worse, I kind of felt like I was okay with where we were at. That's kind of where, that's, that, that's my thoughts. All right. Very good. Who wants to go next? I'll go. Okay. Um, I, I liked most of the season. I kind of agree with, I think they, there's only two parts that I felt like I wished were longer or were drawn out in multiple episodes and that's. The battle for battle for Winterfell and the battle for King's Landing. I thought those could have, those I needed more from those. And then on top of that, I'm okay 
somewhat with how Game of Thrones ended, but I don't see like the world being done with its conflicts there. And that's mainly because I feel like Sansa needs to die. And I'll get into that later. <laughs> okay. Those All are right. some strong words. Yeah, yeah. Why Sansa? We'll find out later. later. <laughs> Katie, how about you? Um, I thought, I agree very much with Dan that I think that one episode for the Battle of Winterfell was just like crazy to me. Um, and then, I mean, the leading up to it was great and everything like that was great. I thought the first three episodes were, you know, they were okay. They were strong, though. Um, I thought, like, they could, you know, really bring it in and take it home into the second half. And then that right. second half, though, <sighs> that second <laughs> half, it was, you know, I just felt like I was grieving for the show itself. Like, making excuses for them so that it could be better for me. Um, they literally kill off every character, including the Game of Thrones franchise. <laughs> That's, That's how I felt. They murdered it. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, Mr. Geo. Um, let's see. I was... No, I ultimately liked uh, this season... Uh, I, I enjoyed it, but I, again, at the same time, I was a little dissatisfied. So I was satisfied and then dissatisfied at the same time, if that makes any sense, sort of like a neutral area. Sure. Uh, but overall, I, I really enjoyed it. I think there was more good episodes than there were bad episodes. Um, it just felt to me that um, there was a lot of unfinished business that was left out. And, um, but, in the end, I was just like, I'm okay with it. I'm sure down the line, you know, with all of the development going on, it'll somehow tie it together. Or, you know, if you really want a conclusion to it, I'm sure we'll get it in the books. And uh, the one thing that I kind of felt that I missed in this season was maybe I was prepared to be like at an emotional loss between some of my favorite characters right. and I didn't get that. So maybe that's why I was just dissatisfied as well. Okay. Um, I felt I was going to feel more of a loss uh, rather than some of the other emotions that I felt uh, or that I didn't feel actually. I feel like we should have lost a lot more than what we actually got. Understandable. Yeah. For some of the character uh, deaths, I get it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I'm kind of, I'm kind of there with most of you guys. Uh, I actually, I mean, we're all, I mean, as far as I know, we're all fans of this series and we've all watched it, um, from the beginning. Um, and I think, I think season eight, uh, without using the R word, <laughs> it was obviously condensed. Um, and I really enjoyed, I mean, I, t I talked about in our chat, I really enjoyed the first couple episodes where it was a lot of um getting back to what game of thrones was you know in the beginning just the politics and the and the and the small conversations and the and the character dialogue and you know things like that i really enjoy that aspect of game of thrones um but yeah there's 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 a couple things you know i didn't have a problem with the the long night the uh batter for winterfell except for that i couldn't see most of it <laughs> and it was a lot of that kind of you know, I wish I could get more invested, but there was a lot of Fast and Furious moving. 
See, that, I didn't have a problem with that. I was watching it on my my computer and my monitor. I was able to see like everything pretty well for the most part. But then again, I turned off all my lights. And some, pe- <laughs> yeah, some people probably have like a light on or two, and that does ruin it. Because I did rewatch yeah. that episode again like the next day during the day, and I was like, oh, I can see how this is probably a problem. Oh yeah, yeah. no, you'd have to wait till it was like I wait till it was like dark, like nine o'clock. These people like six o'clock watching it. No, they're gonna have a bad time. No, yeah. no. I'll come back to it. Uh, that was just a that was just a that was just a bump. Um. So yeah, winding uh, rounding up the season for me, I would say somewhere in the middle. Um. I wouldn't give it. You know, right now it's sitting at Rotten Tomatoes at a audience score of thirty five. I wouldn't give it that. Um. I'd say as a whole season, it was probably in the sixties for me, maybe mid sixties. So sixty percentage. Um. The last couple episodes, they were just so so quick and i and while i uh i agree actually with most of the decisions that they made for the ending i wish we could have had some more time for the reasonings to be fleshed out and explained um so yeah i've got i've got notes on the reasonings behind like almost all of them okay well we're gonna start at the the, so that's our initial thoughts and uh obviously we're gonna get into spoilers here if you guys didn't figure that out already we're not we're not not pulling anything back here so let's go episode by episode um We'll start with the the episode one. Uh, it was called uh, Winterfell. So everybody's coming back to Winterfell, picking up from where we left off. Uh, the synopsis is John and Daenerys arrive at Winterfell with the Unsullied and Dothraki, but the Northerners aren't sure what to make of the newcomers. Meanwhile, Cersei learns what happened to the Wall. Theon plots to save his sister, and Arya is reunited with a number of old faces. Um, all right, guys, let's go uh, episode one here. What's uh, Anybody got any notes or thoughts on this episode? It was actually the most well-received, according to the uh, tomato meter of the season. Well, it started out really strong. Everyone's meeting back together. Everyone's coming together. Sansa has her side eye. Everyone loves it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you know, everything's everything's all grand. It's like the whole calm before the storm. You're thinking everything's going to be just A-OK. I think actually, I don't uh, know. To me, this episode wasn't that episode wasn't my favorite. Mm-hmm. It was probably one of the because I mean I I understand what they did. Everyone hasn't like as an audience, we have been following these characters forever, and I get what the show is trying to do about reuniting and kind of focusing on on this whole reunion episode type thing. Because I mean, they haven't seen each other in ages. I mean, it's been forever for them. So I understand what they were coming from. But I feel like given that we were only six episodes out, you know, things need to hit the fan quick and fast if they were to successfully, you know, go through the season. So I don't know. To me, they kind of it started off slow, you know, given that we only had six episodes. And it was like a giant last time on Game of Thrones episode. Yeah, and to me, like, given that, you know, we did only have six episodes, they spent a lot of time, you know, returning to the roots, and I think that's kind of what might have led to this whole idea where the last, you know, three episodes, where here we are, you know, we're just like, here, 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 you know, and they spent so much time at the beginning kind of setting up where they could have just added, you know, stuff to those beginning episodes of progression. I don't know. That's I think just they probably could have. I think they probably could have just combined episode one and two to really kind of. 
I mean, it really kind of drives the point home. There's no time to mess around. So you combine episode one and two, reintroduce everybody in the first half of that episode, and then kind of have like the eve of the battle where all the shit's going to hit the fan at the, the second half of that episode. And then episode two is going to be the Battle of Winterfell. And then that's the point, really. You're still kind of like driving it quickly towards the end game, but at the same time, um, you're not wasting time on things that really don't need to be given attention to. Um, like Bran becoming a knight, that was important. No, that that I wouldn't. Tra- I wouldn't. Uh, say it wasn't that important, that but deleted. it was. A, it was a nice little fan service moment, but it wasn't it was, important. It wasn't. No, important. I love that scene. That was. It was. Nice. Yeah, it was the scene. That was. They're all, they're all literally two. having their. Two. Yeah, that's what he was saying. Okay. Right. I mean, episode, still, when I'm he not, said I'm combine saying... episode one and two, that means I can. Do uh, okay, got it. Got it. All right. right. So we could still have that let's say in episode and and the first part of that you know episode one um i'm just saying because episode one you just have everybody kind of like hey i haven't seen you in forever or hey i i pushed you out a window good to see you're okay or you know whatever but i'm just kind of saying combine those two to create that sense of urgency for the end of the season otherwise all you're really having is two episodes of that which is what we got instead of one i think uh I think maybe some of the stuff that we could have eliminated. I mean, most of the later episodes were all like an hour and a half long. And I think the first three, two episodes were 60 minutes. So if we would have increased the time on those first few episodes, maybe we could have squeezed in what Matt is saying, episode one and two. Yeah. Because I feel like even some of like, I know it's somewhat important, but it was some kind, it was still a little odd was Arya and Gendry's relationship felt like it could have been maybe just cut or yeah, maybe that was strange. later. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. you know, take out little small moments that really didn't need to be there. Um, even, um, yeah, there's just a few little moments that probably could have been cut and then just made episodes longer. But no, I agree with uh, Katie that that nighting scene was, needs to be kept. That's obviously very important. I think, uh, this is one of the highlights of the season, actually, yeah. for me, to be mm-hmm. honest. Yeah. yeah, I think um, the relationship between uh, Brienne and Jamie probably could have been cut. Um, yeah, that was long. It was a long When we find scene. out that it ultimately didn't matter. Yeah, that's, yeah. Actually, that's, why, that's why it could have been cut. <laughs> yeah, so... I mean, I'm at just... least with Arya, it was, like, short. We didn't even have to see it, you know? It was like, okay, she's naked. Okay, we understand. With them, it was like, oh, let's by the fire. Like, oh, let's have a drink. I'm like, oh, my God. Where am I? <clears throat> The second episode was very misleading for a second uh, for like a couple of characters arcs like Jamie. Okay, if we're just jumping right into season. Yeah, episode, we're, ju- yeah, we're just yeah, yeah. Because episode one, right I don't feel like there's much to talk about. Episode one, it's yeah, just like, right hey, hey, we're you know, bands back together. Okay, so episode two, uh, entitled "A Night of the Seven Kingdoms," which obviously Jeez. we found out what happened with that. Uh, it's uh, it, it received an eighty-eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes, so the second highest-rated episode of this season. And uh, yes, the plot reads, as we've already kind of been discussing, Jamie pleads his case before a skeptical audience at Winterfell where last-minute preparations are made and unlikely allies come together in desperate anticipation of an imminent attack by the White Walkers. Um, this actually episode was probably my favorite, I would say, just because Same. of... Yeah, it was... I loved all the little character interactions that were happening. I loved everybody by the fire. Uh, <laughs> I love singing. Gendry singing that song, yeah, by uh, by what's her name, um, uh, Florence and the Machine, <laughs> Jenny of Old Stones, <laughs> yeah, Jenny of Old Stones. Um, 
that was that whole that whole scene, everything in the, everything in this episode, I, I I really enjoyed. That was a really nice scene. You could definitely feel like it was like okay, like this is like my last drink. Like this could be like my last song. Like it was literally just like I could feel like they were just so hesitant towards this upcoming battle. Like none of them wanted to do it, and they all knew that they was that death was literally coming for them, and they're just like having their final wrap up. That's where it's hard. Like, I do want to agree with Matt, but then at the same time, like, because episode one, I felt like, yeah, it, sh- it could have been like easy, like 20 minutes. But then this episode, I felt like I felt like that needed to be longer for sure. All the goodbyes. Yeah. Well, yeah. So you could still have that. That's what I'm saying. So from what, everything I've heard about from behind the scenes is uh, Wise and Benioff didn't just have an episode count they wanted to hit, but they had an hour count, which is why it's essentially 73 hours. If you kind of look at the way everything plays out. Um and I don't know. I just kind of feel like if they'd written it better, they still could have had everything they needed to have to get the character moments um, just reached better and still have the, the kind of payoff they wanted. It still wouldn't have been pretty, but it would have been better than what we got. Uh, I think this episode is also like the episode where it kind of like because was this the one where they talked about what Theon's job was going to be during the fight or was that? Yeah. Yeah. They talk about. Yeah. Oh, God, that, the that, plans. Oh, yeah, man. yeah. 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 So well, always. I, I, well, yeah, the, plan, the battle the pl- plans the pl- were atrocious. Shit hit the fan hard. Yeah, I, I mean, you're always going to go into plans, and I think it was great for them to show that, and then we'll talk about episode three when it gets to that. But I think this was the episode where like, I really looked back at Theon uh, at the, when he says, like, I'll do it. You know, I've done all this bad stuff. I'll do it. And I kind of, like, you know, had a little, my own little montage in my head going on, like, Theon's probably one of the best developed characters for fans throughout the entire series. Um, and there's like a meme where it says like from not caring about Theon to hating Theon to being disgusted by Theon to feeling sad for him for rooting for him for being proud of him and then just wanting to follow him into battle. And I feel like uh, that episode, like <laughs> everything you've you've gone well, through. With they, I mean, even still with his redemption arc, they still did him a, dis- a disservice in just the way he went out. I mean, I didn't uh, I didn't well, care if he died to be honest with you. Yeah, he was I, just like it was really? like yeah. Brand looked oh. at him and said, "Okay, peace out, nigga. Oh, I'm you're, uh, going you're over here. You man. died for me. You're a good <laughs> but, man, Theon. Now go die we, for we, me. We'll, we'll get to that. We'll, we'll get to that when we get to the episode. But I honestly feel like Theon had one of the most more interesting like arcs throughout this entire series because like I." I, like, I I felt like that at the beginning. Like, I, like, like who the hell is Theon? Like, what do I care about some random kid that's not a Stark? He's, like, on an unimportant house or whatever. At the time, you felt like they were unimportant. And then, you know, the whole him being, like, a giant dick and then being captured. And, like, oh, wow. Like, this is – why do I care for this character? Why do you keep showing me this character that could have died in the first two seasons and I would have not batted an eye? But, like, now, you know, I'm kind of, like, worried for Theon's life in this episode. Like, all right, Theon – you're choosing, you're choosing your battle, and you're choosing a wrong battle here. And I was worried for him, like the moment he stood up and said, that, "I'm like, mm, can we pick someone that, I, like, uh, kind of?" Yeah. I'm glad you, you you found a connection to that character, but honestly, throughout the whole entire series, I I couldn't give two shits about Reek. That's what I call him. I don't even call him Theon. He's Reek to me. That's wow. his name. <laughs> when he got his dick cut off, that's it. <laughs> that's his oh, name. Oh man. <laughs> no man. He you know he had no nothing nothing. You know he had, they tried to give him redemption, and even even last season he freaking abandoned his sister again, and then he, he this yelling. season. Yeah, well, and then yeah, because he was just so thoroughly broken by cool, uh, and then he and Ramsey. then they gave him his one scene where they're like, yeah, now he's a ninja and he rescued his sister. I'm like, ah, oh, you know what? Screw you guys. Like, I'm don't care about Theon. He was just he was just 
uh, the the Night King fodder just enough time to give Arya the fucking kill. The right, King, and okay? that's <laughs> and that's why I'm saying they did him a huge disservice because from what I remember is Theon was supposed to be very talented with a sword and he never uses it. He never uses a sword. He, you know, he's an archer on the ground, by the way, where the archers aren't on the walls, which is a stupid battle plan to uh, yeah. go through with. <laughs> but I can pick that up so apart. Just I'm not even like just. Tactically, from just a layman's point of view, it was just absolute shit for that episode, but we can get to that later. But Yeah, I just want to give my two cents on, on Theon. No, no, no. I didn't yeah. like him, but well, anyways. And, and I, I yeah. kind of think... Yeah, the, the bastard the whole... killed Sorry. Mac. What's up? What? The bastard killed Mac from It's Always Sunny. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> he did? Yeah, dude, freaking Rob McKinley had a cameo in that episode and got shot by an arrow that was that was, was, that was done by Theon, yeah. Wow. Jerk. Oh, didn't know um, that. That's funny. I think Somebody one of the, the yeah, I think one of the other like things that I'll add on to like why I liked uh, this episode much so much is cuz my overall favorite episode from the entire series, I think it was episode 3 in season 7. And it's because like the whole time it's just like Davos and Tyrion talking, and they have such beautiful lines, a beautiful script, and it was just an episode where it's just mainly talking and deliberating between some like the best written characters, best speaking characters, and then in this episode we get to have everyone sit down and just talk, and not like be freaking out for the most part. Everyone's just talking and getting everything off their chest and getting some of the what I think was the best lines this whole season. Yeah, Tormund and the uh, giant smoke. Oh my god! When yeah, he gave yes. that story, that, that was awesome. It was a story that like could have been left out, but it would have been missing. No, that time. was that was definitely awesome. It was necessary for that no, character. I, what I'm it. saying is, like, if that story had never existed, we would have never thought of it. We would never have thought that that was so necessary until it was given to us. A gift I never right. wanted. Yes. Thank, thanks. I hate it. <laughs> you didn't like the the giant's milk story. Katie? No. <laughs> Regift that to me. You can have it. Um okay, anything else about this episode? This was uh we had we had more of Bran looking at a tree. Um <laughs> Oh, this was so uh, this mad was, with well, this was also series. the episode. So this was, Yeah, this was also the episode where he had to choose if he was going to tell uh Daenerys, right? And then at yeah. the very end yeah, that so, thing. yeah, which turned out to not be any no meaning at all in the end. But anyways, <laughs> yeah, oh. this was a this was the episode where yeah they're in the crypts and uh, John tells Danny that you know he's not a bastard he's in here and and he's actually a Targaryen. So um, we didn't get to sit with that for for at all. We just get, literally went right into they had like two lines and then the the the, the horn sounded and we ended the episode. Well, so. she does. She does bring up a good point, though. I, I feel like she brought up the point. The only point that really mattered in that she's like, "Don't tell your sisters because Sansa hates me, and Sansa is a problem, and she'll always be a." I problem. think that was episode four after the was battle. That episode four? I thought yeah, she, that was yeah, that was, oh, that's, okay. that was that was after that. But even still, like, I mean, if John didn't want the crown, then there's no reason for him to tell anybody. But he's an all. honest man. We like, everything we've he's known an honest about John. Man. Yeah, so was he, Ned. He, 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 he kept well, the he kept the secret till his grave. Ed, uh, Ned was an honest guy too, so he knew sharing that secret was only going to cause problems. But, but if John, John didn't want the crown. John so didn't want to keep he... anything from Daenerys, though. He did not want her at well, all. Put a pin, like, 
Yeah, yeah put a pin in this because we got to. We'll, we'll come back to it because that's a big contention point for me again. But we'll we'll come back to it. Um, okay, wrapping up this episode. Anything else you want to hit on before we move on to Battle of Winterfell? No. No. Tyrion okay. deserved better. In this episode. Just overall. Oh, okay. I mean, just, but just <laughs> for planning wise, someone like Tyrion is not going to basically say, hey, let's put all of our women and children and disabled people in the crypt when we're fighting a guy who can resurrect the dead. He doesn't know the full extent of the the Night King being able to do that, though, to be fair. He doesn't know that the yeah, Night King. Yeah, that's true. That should have been on John, honestly. Yeah. But that, uh, yeah. That yeah, that's John's fault. But that's still. Yeah. Full, like, 100%. So then that's still a writing snafu that the writer should have been like, John knows this. John should say something. And they didn't but, do it. But to point out something, though, with Tyrion, a lot of Tyrion's suggestions and a lot of his, like, uh, plans have failed. I want to say majority of the stuff that he suggests or he plans out does not work in the end. Yeah, yeah that's the theme, because the last two yeah, seasons. Yeah, right. And that's because the, the writers don't understand Tyrion. They don't understand a lot of the characters they're writing, unfortunately. Um They've kind of that. That was a, that was a contention I had the last time we had this big Game of Thrones discussion. Um, was that the, the writers didn't understand the characters as well, which is why I had I was pissed off about the way Littlefinger went out. Um, I hated him. He could have died just, anyway. I didn't care. He could have. Yeah, he I loved the way that he died. It was amazing. Fine. I'm pretty sure that'll stay in the books. To be honest. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. Arya and Sansa just coming back together as sisters after they were clashing for a while and then just, Joe, nothing brings family together like a little blood, you know? Like a little death. <laughs> and I then they've been tight ever since. With that. What's uh, up, Matt, I kind of disagree with like the whole not being able to treat Tyrion or writing him correctly. I actually think that he was written really well, uh, given that, you know, a lot of the stuff that he did, I feel like he did it for his, in benefit to his family. And, um, so well, he no, went I out. Mean, he, I mean, every time they're talking about uh, him and him and Varys are kind of arguing about his choices about backing Danny. I mean, Varys is always kind of talking about the realm, and and Tyrion is like, I'm choosing someone to hope in, and I'm choosing, and it just feels like it's very counter to what he typically would be as someone who's very shrewd and calculated and not based on emotion. And it seems like the last couple seasons, he's a character that's been like, I'm choosing this person because I don't have anything left as opposed to being someone who's a bit more calculated. And that's kind of where I guess my disappointment with that character comes from. But that could also be Danny pushing him, like constantly threatening him since like all of season seven, well, not all of season seven, but like after se- like episode three and that episode where he's arguing with Davos, D- Danny literally stops him every time. She's like, if you're wrong, I'll kill you. And then he's like, all right, what about this one? If you're wrong, I'll kill you. Like she's constantly threatening him after like in right. season seven. So like these so past he's... two seasons was him like trying to struggle to figure something like, how do I not get killed? And how do I figure out the right decision? And then that's when later on we hear him basically say like, why does it matter anymore? Just you're going to kill me, kill me. Just don't kill everyone else. Right, but I kind of feel like he's smart enough to, if he's dealing with that kind of a personality, that kind of a ruler he's trying to guide, I kind of feel like, just from everything I've known in the past seasons, he would just look at that and go, I can't help this person. I'm out. I'm done. Like, I'm just, I'm going to save my neck. Whatever they do, they do, but I'm gone. Because I can't do anything correct here because they they won't listen. Well... A more a more uh, educated, non-loyal person would have done that, but I mean, like like we were saying, that character has been written that he he had that loyalty to Daenerys ever since he showed up in Marine. You know what I mean? 
he had no other side to go to though at this point. At this yeah. point, he he's on a side and he ha- he has no choice but to stay on that side. He knew his sister is also just another side of that coin, but worse. You know, she, he goes back gonna, there, he's she, dead. She'll kill him. She will kill him on sight. He could have stayed a well, marine if anything to help her marine. She had the chance to kill him on sight later this season, but apparently she had a change of heart. I don't know. Yeah. All right. The long night. The uh the the episode 74% rating. Um, uh, we, we all know what happened, but I'll read the synopsis. The living valiantly endures seemingly endless assault by the Army of the Dead. But Winterfell's weary and outnumbered defenders' chance of survival, let alone victory, grow more dire by the hour as the Night King executes his battle plan for too near perfection. Um, this was, uh, <clears throat> for me, a really cool episode. A lot of uh, things, I mean, stuff that I could see. <laughs> I did go and watch it again uh, on, a, on, on a different screen later after <laughs> the initial viewing. Um, I liked a lot of the, the, the stuff that went into it. For me, it was, it was fast. Um, you didn't really get a chance to kind of soak in a lot of the deaths and, um, you know, thematic things that were happening around you. So that, that's one of the, you know, issues I had with it. But besides that, I mean, everything else was cool. Um, yes, the, the battle planning was terrible. <laughs> Don't send out your Dothraki in the very beginning just to have them mowed down. <laughs> that's kind of well, dumb. I didn't know. I mean, I never know. I just, you never oh, know. No, I mean, John should have known. <laughs> John should have known. But John doesn't but know the Dothraki. Still... Okay, okay, so from everything I've kind of looked at or heard on on YouTube or online, the idea of kind of just sending out your cavalry as an initial charge is to kind of cause fear in the opposing line and break the line. But if you have the people, that army of the dead that don't feel emotion, there's no point in that. Yeah, he even said that in the previous episode. He's like, they, our enemy knows no fear. They don't know how to stop. They don't, you know what I mean? Right. But, so they just, it was, a, it was an intentional suicide one for a cool shot for John and Danny up on the cliffs. And yeah. for, you know, just send this emotional scare of, oh my God, you have this just a massive army out in the darkness and they just wipe everything out. And there's right. another cooler way you could have done that shot, um, but they just didn't want to take the time to do it. Okay. So here, you know, let's, let's say that the way they wanted, like the reason that they wanted that to have that shot is to throw out the window. It has nothing to do with that. These were actual events that happened. Yes, it was mentioned that the fear do not the dead do not fear anything, but it was also known that the dead can die by dragonglass and by fire. In my mind, the Dothraki were only there to be like the initial like if the enemy charges in, then they would charge in. The only reason I saw the Dothraki charged in first is because the Red Woman gave them all fire swords and they're like, oh, we weren't expecting this. No one was told that Dothraki are gonna get cool fire magical swords to go fight the undead. And so now in their mind, like, maybe they fear the thing that can kill them and we're Dothraki. And so, so then why were the Dothraki on the front lines and the foot soldiers on the flank? That's why I was saying, like, they would be there in case the undead charged in first. Then they would charge in and disrupt their ranks and allow room for the footmen to go in. Because the, right. the cavalry so then, are going to break through the ranks when they're rushing in. Got right. it. So, so you're the, saying the, that the there was an accident then? Like, they no. just got too no, excited no. and they, they got just too excited went? with the fire swords, yeah. So they got too excited. And they excited just went off on their own? And just went yeah. off on their no, own? Because no one said charge. They just did it. <laughs> no, Jorah charged, didn't he? Jorah said, hey, let's go. Charge. Hey, let's go. He did. Jorah was... Oh. Yeah, Jorah was... I don't remember that. Running, I don't yeah, remember third. him doing that. I just remember them all, like... I, I think he got a horse, too? Yeah. yeah, so Jorah rode with the... With the oh, uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. 
Oh, and Ghost. Wow. That's right. But, yeah. Oh, I do remember. The yeah, have always too. been the front lines. Like, if the, you go back well, and watch some of the other battles, the Dothraki have always been the first ones to yeah, go. In, in open field battle, though, we're talking about siege defense tactics. Jeez. The Dothraki it, don't know siege defense tactics. They yeah, only know attack right. like, so, yeah. right, which is why they would. This is why someone like John, who's supposed to be planning everything, would have kind of known keep the Dothraki on the side, have them flank the enemy after they've come and charge the front infantry. But but you can't treat an army of the undead to act like an army. That I mean, was that my point. Fair. That yeah. that and yeah, but that was my point of why would you send out the Dothraki away from your main battle force? I mean, it's just at this point we're just kind of nitpicking bad writing. Yeah, and I kind of realized yeah. that, but it's just that was one major thing. And when I kind of um, said that there's a different way that they could do that, um, have you guys ever seen Kingdom of Heaven? No. Can't say that I have. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah yeah. All right, yeah, so Crusade Kingdom of Heaven. <laughs> yeah. So there's a way that they actually defend the city of Jerusalem is they set up catapults on the, the walls and they have kind of markers out on the field. So they could do the same thing out on the field around Winterfell, but instead of markers, they have like bonfires. And you can have, as a, the, the dead kind of pass through the bonfires, they could fire the trebuchets and the catapults and kind of like whittle down their numbers. And you still have this really cool shot of the fires going out and just this mass of the army of the dead still coming slowly, slowly towards them. It's just still a terrifying shot. And it still makes sense within the world of battle tactics. Yeah, but did they have catapults though? Like, would that make sense? Yeah, they had them on the front they lines. They had a few. They, they did. Had a few. Yeah, they had a few. Mm. Um, yeah, they I did could, not I... use it then. Yeah, they did. Oh, they did. They, they, they did. sent a few out. Yeah. Yeah, they sent one volley for a cool shot. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> um, I could also just chalk this all up to just John is not that good of a tactician. I mean, he's a great soldier, which we've seen. He's a great fighter. But I can't remember going back and seeing him like like even the Battle of the Bastards. He just ran out into the like middle of yeah. the, you know what I mean. He's a, he's a great person good. to have in he's front a of good yeah. soldier. Like he's a great like maybe even general. But I don't think like a, like a guy behind the lines that's like uh, planning everything out. Like yeah, no, I don't think that's his forte. <laughs> but then yeah. you still, I mean, you still have the the whole um, all the other military commanders that are Danny's advisors. Who could still kind of step in and kind of say, "Hey, this." I guess the only work. one that's a, that one. was really I mean, worthy is Davos. I think he was the only one that was actually worthy to be considered a him, military tradition. Yeah. He's a seafaring. He was a seafaring. He's smuggler. a smuggler. <laughs> yeah, I, that's why I'm saying. Like, I don't feel like anyone else would have been more qualified than him because he already fought in the Battle of King's Landing with uh, Stannis. To, to the point of, to the point of one of the characters. Actually, they wrote this in when he was down there. Tyrion would have probably been the best, but he was down in the crypts. He even said, "Like I." I survived the Battle of the Blackwater. You know, I was out there. I, I, I was the one who told them how to do this. And you know, that's, he, he would have straight up died. He would have yeah. died. Of well, course. I mean, I would have cried. I would have cried story. for a character. I would have cried for a character this season if Tyrion stayed up there and died. Yeah, but so there's a difference between Tyrion being up there and fighting and Tyrion planning the battle. If Tyrion that's what I, the battle, I, right? That that's, would have been yeah. Then right. the, the the actual battle tactics would have made more sense. I but guess. they didn't allow him because they said because Daenerys said you're too you're too important. You need to go down. You know, into the crypts. So that still has nothing to do with planning the battle. It's just fighting. He was the there, battle. wasn't he? Wasn't he yeah, there he was for there the planning? planning? Oh, he was. He was down yeah. in the crypts. At crypt. the table. No, no, no. Planning ahead of time. Ahead of yeah, time. Didn't they plan like an episode? Yeah, he was he, was he, he might have planned an episode table. two. Wasn't there like a montage or something of them pretending to plan shit? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then nothing. Go- I mean, but let's be honest. Okay, so you have this like army of just like you know savage zombie killing things. 
and I'm mean, sorry, people killing things, and they just like go everywhere and they're crazy. You hit this wall. It's basically, you know, World War Z over there. Like, there's no like tactician. There's no like. It's just literally savage bloodshed. But the whole idea of right. using the catapults and the trebuchets is to thin up the numbers as much as you can before you get to the front lines, before you get to the moats and the, and the spikes and the walls and all of that, so that way you have a fighting chance when you're defending the castle. And they sacrificed basic logic for defending a castle just for cool shots or just for, like, oh-no moments. Yeah, they definitely would not Bad have planning. survived another hour if Arya didn't stick it to the Night King. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so let's uh, let's let's fast forward to that. Unless you guys, uh, there is one scene I loved. I want to point out, and it was actually another Arya scene where she was in Ooh, the uh, library. Yeah, yeah, that was really uh, cool. That felt I like, like a, the change like a horror the... moment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think actually the like the cinematography and the direct and like the direction that it went the was sound really design in that great. Was good. Yes, yeah. everything that had to do with the camera work and the angles and everything that did wasn't writing was perfect. <laughs> Yeah, no, that was that was awesome. They I did, yeah, yeah. They I'll brought out a hundred percent that. What what about the uh, the props to my man? The barricades are barrack. Get it? Oh Bar- yeah, barricade. yeah. The flaming sword Bar- man. Yeah, yeah. Where, like, like that was the moment because he because he died several times. We've seen him die like once, I think, or twice in the season. And he like or he gets talked to and he goes, you know, I keep getting brought back. And the Lord of Light says there's a better purpose for me. And then he finally dies, dies, it's and you're like, this Arya. was the purpose. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. didn't buy that purpose. I bought it. I 100% bought it. I bought it, it. Yep. That was, that was well, pretty good. I mean, 100%, like, why was he there in the first place then? What would have been more of a reason for him to was, have been there? Someone was, actually had closure and it was the craziest thing. Yeah. I don't know. It, it kind of felt cheap. but Of course okay. it did. Nah, I just, I'm just I shocked that he it. lived so, for so long, though, because he got stabbed and bit like that 20 guy, freaking times. Yeah, yeah everyone. Yeah, I know. Yeah, he was, he was grinding it out, man, <laughs> till the end. Um, but yeah, he, he's obviously saved Arya and she goes, you know, and the, the Melisandre reminds her, which I thought was a really cool moment. Like you've, you've shut blue eyes or you shut green eyes, brown, shut eyes. brown eyes and blue eyes. And like, she looks at her and I, at the, when I if initially, um, when I was initially watching it, I, d- I did, it didn't click with me like right away. I was like, oh, well, she's just going to go kill some like white walkers or something. Um, so I went back and I was looking like to see like w- like I wonder if there's more to that and I was going and looking at all the people that uh, Arya has killed and they had green eyes and they had brown eyes but she had not killed anyone yet at this point that had blue eyes. Right. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't. It, that, that was didn't so obvious. <laughs> well, no. They, they, that one of the people she read the Night killed. King though, yeah. Katie. Yeah, it was you, so you super that? obvious. Oh, yes. No really? What? Oh yeah. Well, I was well, I was like gasping. I was like, "Oh my god, is she actually gonna do it?" And then they like, and then I forgot because like ten minutes later, there's like another like scene with the dragon, and then she came back, and I was like, "Oh my god, they did it!" Well, the moment where the it was like a small moment, but that's when I realized it was when one of the generals, his hair like whooshed. I was like, "Oh, she's doing her little like ninja thing right now." Like that was awesome. <laughs> That was, I, I like the moment stopped that stopped was... and paused and like whispers like and blue eyes like so obvious like uh yeah but it wasn't that big of a pause and like like you just brought I, yeah, up like the I scene guess. was going by so fast that i was just I focused did, yeah, on like after everything that else happened i did a little oh, yeah. bit forget about it until she came back but then i i instantly remembered her saying blue eyes after that yeah after that but it's like as but it's i didn't going, have to go back so... for it like i no 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 yeah i'm just saying at the at the first time at the first viewing when i initially saw it they didn't yeah, register yeah, it was just like a theory like oh my gosh is she actually gonna do it 
Yeah. When I heard her say blue eyes, I thought, oh, we're going to see on the battlefield. Just go save all That's the main what characters. I thought. Yeah, I was just like, yeah. oh, okay, like she's going to go rip some throats out of some, some White Walker generals or something, you know? Which, oh, that I was see. a cool Which shot. Which they did too, nothing. With, when they showed John running yeah, back into the, into the into the into Winterfell, I thought that was also a pretty – I think that was my favorite shot that entire time was when he was running back in and they have like this weird panorama camera where it's like just going oh, around the watching everything. Carnage. Yeah, yeah, and you, and you see and you see like all the main characters fighting on different spots of the, the thing. The little They're bear all... that yeah. took out the giant. Yeah, that was pretty pretty mm-hmm. good moment too. There was there was like so much with when John was running. I was like, oh, there's that character fighting. There's like there's Brienne. There's Sam, and he stares at Sam watching him get attacked, and that hurt my chest. Yeah, where he it watches did. Sam. Yeah. He just like, no. left. He had yeah. business to attend to. He was like, I gotta get to the Night King. And then he never got there because v- Viserion was just stalking him the whole time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, as we saw, I mean, Theon, uh, like we were talking about before, uh, that douchebag, he was just there. and uh, <laughs> Wow. He was fighting off uh, whites left and right with a bow and arrow at close range, which was uh, interesting tactics. Um, he just uses it as a... <laughs> Well, we know Theon not to be the smartest, the though. Yeah. Um, Didn't even bring a sword with him. Just runs out fighting, of arrows and starts using it as a club. Fighting off uh, everybody from Bran. Uh, the Night King makes quick work of him after he after Bran tells him, you're a good man, Theon. You're a good man. <laughs> the only thing he's done in the yeah. three episodes is say that, yeah. Well, Bran was off watching intergalactic cable somewhere while the whole thing Honestly, was Honestly, Bran yeah. uh, He was driving like, Amazon for wheelchairs, man. So yeah. useless. Yeah. <laughs> So then the the big moment happens. Uh, we get to the Night King about to pull out his sword and kill Bran. We see the little whoosh of the hair of the general. And the next scene, Arya jumps, gets caught, drops the dagger like in, a, like in her training. And like in Winter right Soldier is what you mean. Well, it was in her previous training when she was training with the Faceless Men. But yeah, sure. <laughs> um, drops the dagger into her other hand, stabs him in the heart. And uh, yeah, she, she ends the Army of the Night in one fell swoop. Arya Stark. <laughs> uh, the Night King was the most disappointing thing in this entire series. I wanted to see a better fight with him, not just him, Agreed. not just him being a walking I brand think, and just stink eye everything. Yeah, I think a lot of fans were really upset about that, and it's interesting in in a way because there is no Night King in the books, but it was a character that they seem that like they made up apparently to like lead the army and a lot of people are pointing that saying well maybe he wasn't that important at all but they did really shove a lot of that like foreshadowing lore into our faces for the last several years on this show he was pretty hyped Um... so i don't know i don't know the way they could have made that better at the end uh, for Theon and the Night King is by actually having Theon fight with the sword with the Night King, then being killed. And then as the like, Night King like drops Theon's dead body, he walks up and then, you know, go back. Right. You know, Arya jumps, ha ha ha, Winter Soldier's hit him and all that. Right. Um, Gio, what'd you, what'd you think of this moment? Were you okay with it? With the Night no, King? Actually, Arya? Well, yeah, no, I was... Yeah, I was cool with it. I actually really enjoyed it. It was very surprising. Um, I mean, if you go back and look at it, there's really no way they could have, you know, you can't defeat the Army of the Dead without defeating the Night King. You know, there's no right. way for them to actually, right. like, get out of there. there. There was no turn back. It was either they win or they lose. There was no middle ground where they can run away, you know? They weren't close to anything. The only way they can really run away by is the dragons. And as far as we know, they're obviously very vulnerable. Uh, they're not right. like, <laughs> they're not, they, you can't like not beat them. So, you know, 
I know poor Drogon was, was getting like fleas on him, like they were just all stabbing him like as a horde. It was crazy. Yeah, just, yeah he didn't even lift off. I was like, fly, yeah. you idiot, fly. Just fly, like, you no. idiot, fly. Fly, you fool. Fly. Yeah, that yeah. one. <laughs> fly, you fool. But no, just screaming at my TV like nothing happens. So to be like, I really, I actually really enjoyed the episode, but at the same time, coming from episode two where we had these emotional goodbyes there wasn't enough that's loss for me you know i just had a big episode where i felt really emotionally connected to these characters and was mentally prepared to go into this episode saying they are going to lose you know <laughs> well, yeah but was, you're subverted. your subverted your expectations were subverted don't you feel well, like that was yeah. it's, that, that was it's funny because if you actually listen to Tyrion in that previous episode at the when they're at the camp the fire he says you know I think we're all going to live. And everyone at that fireplace lived to the battle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So maybe we should just start taking the writing more seriously maybe when we he hear that did dialogue. Get it right. <laughs> but it was upsetting that we, like, the, the biggest character that we lost was Jorah. I, I cared for Jorah. I liked Jorah, but I didn't feel an emotional connection with him as much so, until someone made like a fan video for it. But like, well, no. Did you hear that the alternate ending that they, that they, that they wrote for it before they cut it? No. Yeah, he was supposed to live all the way through the last episode. Oh yeah. Yeah, and his and his and his part of his character was going to be apparently, you know, trying to be on the side of of uh, Tyrion, trying to tell Danny like, stop, don't do this, stop, don't do this, and then when she finally does it, he like breaks down and like leaves her basically. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's, I prefer that's that. probably <laughs> too much of a parallel to uh, Jamie and Cersei, I think, in some yeah. ways. But also too, you kind of feel like it. Danny becoming the Mad Queen makes more sense when she's losing everyone she's valued. And if Jorah's still around at that point, right. he's still probably someone who could bring her back from the brink. And I think they needed to get rid of him just for that yeah. to happen. I, I, I don't think she would have done it if he was alive. Right, which might be which might be the reason they took it out because it wouldn't have made sense. Um, but anyways, I um, I really liked I I liked the way he went out. Um, I think. If they were going to let him go, he has always said, he, you know, I'm, I want to die by my queen, you know, defending her. So um, I think he got his ending that he wanted. He did. I'm not I'm not denying the people that died their their deaths. Their deaths besides Theon could have, you know, been a little bit more cooler stuff. Right. But um, but I mean, Jorah being the biggest character was a little upsetting that we didn't lose someone bigger. Granted, right. he, he, he is probably like the most important part to Danny's person, um, to her being not so sadistic, but even then, I still felt like we could have lost another like major character. I'd say maybe at least two. Yeah, yeah. Sansa. I mean, yeah. Gen- we could have lost Gendry since he really did nothing later on. Probably, he's probably now the uh, yeah, he's now the, I mean, the he yeah Stormborn okay, or Storm Storm Storm's, Storm's Lord, End Storm's End yeah, but that's that's still nothing in the grand scheme of things. Um. In terms of the the way that the rest of the story plays out, he did nothing. He was he was there at the Battle of Winterfell and then was just gone after they gave him the uh, the seat. Um, yeah, I aside like... from proposing marriage to Arya, who just shot him down. Yeah, he should have known. <laughs> That's not like that was silly, but I get it. Uh, it was it was a moment, I guess. He had no ask. Anyways, we're yeah. So now we're getting into the next episode. So I'm gonna. We're going to take a break, guys. Um, We're going to read an ad, and we'll come right back. (laughs) 
Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. For you, the listeners of That Geek Show, Audible is offering a free audiobook download plus two Audible originals with a 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. Since we're talking Game of Thrones, why not take a deep dive into the history of the Targaryens by using a free download on audio novel called Fire and Blood, 300 years before a Game of Thrones. Check out this sample. Mark, a lesser house of Valyrian descent, to fill their coffers off the passing trade. Valerian ships, along with those of another allied Valyrian house, the Celtigars of Claw Isle, dominated the middle reaches of the Narrow Sea, whilst the Targaryens ruled the skies with their dragons. Yet even so, for the best part of a hundred years after the doom of Valyria, the rightly named Century of Blood, House Targaryen looked east, not west, and took little interest in the affairs of Westeros. Gaemon Targaryen, brother and husband to Danis the Dreamer, followed Aenar the Exile as Lord of Dragonstone and became known as Gaemon the Glorious. Gaemon's son Aegon and his daughter Elena ruled together after his death. After them, the lordship passed to their son Magon, his brother Aerys, and Aerys's sons Aelix, Balon, and Damion. The thrilling history of the Targaryens comes to life in this masterly work by the author of A Song of Ice and Fire, the inspiration for HBO's Game of Thrones. With all the fire and fury fans have come to expect from internationally best-selling author George R.R. R. Martin, this is the first volume of the definitive two-part history of the Targaryens in Westeros. The book is narrated by Simon Vance. I personally love Audible, and here's a few reasons why, guys. You won't be charged until after 30 days. If you don't like an audiobook, you can swap it for free anytime. You can cancel anytime, no questions asked. And of course, you can listen everywhere. Enjoy your titles on iOS, which is Apple, iPhone, Apple Watch, iPad, Android, Sonos, Kindle, and Alexa-enabled devices. And when you switch a device, pick up right where you left off on the next one. It's awesome. Really hope you guys give them a try. To download your free audiobook plus two Audible originals today, go to audibletrial.com slash thatgeekshow. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash thatgeekshow. Back to the podcast. All right, and we're back. Um, let's talk about the next episode, uh, episode four, uh, the last of the Starks, which uh, got a fifty-eight percent Rotten Tomatoes, um, and it is described as the survivors at Winterfell mourn the loss of the fallen comrades, celebrate their hard-fought victory, but they're well aware that another major war looms in the south against Cersei and her new formidable allies. Uh, what'd you guys think of the last of the Starks? I think this is when. Um, because I was watching at the same time as another buddy of mine. We were watching. We were like, right, "I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna watch it." Uh, we don't live near each other, so we couldn't watch it together. And uh, we're messaging each other the entire time. And I think that this was the episode where I straight up said, "And this is why Sansa is probably the next worst thing to be, and she needs to go. If she doesn't go, then the Game of Thrones doesn't end." And Sansa, I think, is a major part into why Danny uh, ends up becoming the Mad Queen in the end. And even if Danny didn't exist, Sansa still has a pro- is still a problem because she's constantly trying to vie for more power without making it seem like it. She's always wanted the throne. She's always wanted more power since she was a kid, since like the first episode where she's like madly in love with Joffrey. And even after he tortures her, she still wants to do it because she wants to be queen. She wants to be queen no matter what. And as soon as she finds out there's a chance to like remove Daenerys from the throne and have Jon, someone who she thinks she can possibly manipulate, 
get it, she's going to take at it. She's she's hated Danny from the start because she doesn't want Cersei to have it, and she doesn't want anyone to have it besides the Stark. And Sansa really shows a little bit more of her scheming, plotting, evil side during this episode. You see Sansa very differently than I see Sansa. Um, I see Sansa more as someone who's kind of more of a survivor, not really a manipulator. I mean, she learns a lot of that state crap from Littlefinger and stuff, but um, she's trying. I don't. She, she's and, trying yeah, to be. And Cersei, but I mean, I don't. From what I, I mean, after everything that's happened to her at King's Landing with with um, Joffrey and then later with Ramsay, and um, I don't think she's someone who's really interested in wanting the throne, like the Iron Throne, so much. It's just someone who's like, you know what? I just want to take care of my people i want to take care of winterfell i want to make sure my realm is okay and i don't want to bow to anyone else because they're going to screw us over they've you know the starks have had a history of getting screwed over by the people in king's landing and and Mm -hmm. kneeling and she's like we're done dealing with that because of everything we went through we don't want to do this and unfortunately the way the writing went is they didn't give her and danny the kind of that time to really talk it out in that sense because they wanted that tension they wanted that drama and if the writers have allowed that to happen, that wouldn't have been an issue because, I mean, it, it's maybe I don't know. I, they I think tried maybe, a little bit, right. didn't they? Sit down. Yeah, they, for like yeah, a they said they had a moment. I mean, they, they had a moment they had, where they came they to a, kind of an understanding a little bit. Well, but, but that was before no, she found out about about. Uh, that was before Sansa found out about John. So oh, then, that, like, yeah, yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah. That was before. Right. Then she was like, "Oh, hey, hang on." Yeah. Right, but and the whole Get reason John why. The whole reason why Danny doesn't really trust Sansa is because when they're starting to have that conversation, they get interrupted by something else happening, and they both kind of have to go and take care of whatever problem was going on. I can't remember yeah, what it was at the time. You kind of saw and they that never go back to revisit, moment, right. right? Because Danny doesn't like what Sansa's saying, and well, they never she go wants back to, to rule her kingdom. And she's like, "I don't right. want I, the, the North will be the North," and that's when she pulls her hand back. Like, wait a minute, no, this whole time. This right. past seven years, I the only thing I've wanted is to get back and take my throne and rule the kingdom. And now you want to be a separatist, like, right? Yeah, and, which, and, I mean, and I get that that could have been something that I mean, at least we could have at least had the opportunity to see that contention fleshed out more. But I think all the writers wanted to do was like, okay, here's a point of contention. We're going to put it in there, and it's never going to get resolved because what's going to happen is down the road she's going to have that point of contention add to her feeling of isolation. And I mean, in a way, the yeah, that kind of it, it, that makes sense character-wise, but I think it's just it was shoehorned in and nothing else was done with it. Well, um, again, a theme, they of the season, a theme of the season. We need need more time. We need more time. We need more time. We need more time with these things. Um, also, in in this episode, you know, the, the famous Starbucks scene <laughs> um, <laughs> is you know that scene actually worked for me a little bit. Uh, going back and looking at it because it's like everybody's cheering John and saying how like hey he's. Who's crazy enough? Who's a man enough to ride a dragon? This guy. Who's a leader? Then, you know, it's just Danny's over in the corner. Like, you know, I'm, I'm not being received by anyone here. I just like went into battle with all my armies, and nobody's even saying a word to me. Like, it, it started there for me, and I, I liked. I wish I would have had more, Matt. Obviously, like you were saying, I wish I would have had more of those moments, more of those little character moments. Like, if we could have had three more of those kind of scenes where people were just kind of like shoving her to the side or ignoring her or giving her the cold shoulder, like that would have been great. But I think that moment right there was one of those kind of putting the seed in her head, turning moments. You know what I mean? Like yeah, nobody's or... nobody's on my side. Like it's just me now. Like, and then obviously they pay that off later with John rejecting her. You know, well, she mentions yeah, that too it, when she, when he rejects her. She she mentions that like they were all cheering for you, they were all for you, but yeah, not for me. Exactly. And I think again, kinda, wish we had that would have had more. But 
Sorry, I think in previous episodes. What that? Go ahead, Matt. Sorry. No, go ahead, Matt. Okay. No, I'm telling you to go because I see you keep popping up. No, it's it's uh, what I think it's. I mean, coming that like we we had more time, you know. Uh, I think in previous seasons we've had time to kind of breathe between episode where it just kind of happens and lets us we focus on one central character, maybe two or three. You know, and then we switch to the other side of the realm. And given that this season we didn't have any of that, I think that's kind of what was missing. Yeah, like 10 episodes would have been better than six kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, We have that time to breathe. Yeah. And with what D&D wanted is they only really for years, they were saying they only wanted seven seasons and they kind of got, you know, strong armed into doing that eighth season by shortening the seventh. I will say something. I was going to save this till the end, but I will say something about these guys that I know they're getting crucified right now. But I went back and looked at it, and they, when they signed up to do Game of Thrones, they signed up to do Game of Thrones, the book, the adaptation. And they never, they never, when the contracts came up and, and the, the, the fifth season ended, they didn't, yeah, they didn't want to go forward and do it because of the task they knew what was going to be at hand is that they had to write the story now. And like I said, they they never signed up to do that. They signed up to adapt a story from somebody who had already written it and fleshed out all these people. And they did that beautifully, in my opinion, in those five seasons. So I really don't... I mean, yeah, they might have effed it up, but I can't put that all on them. I put that a lot on HBO and George R.R. Martin not not having any any responsibility to finish this thing or give them any more of a direction than... Here's uh here's the uh, the ten top deaths of uh, that I want, you know I I just think they get a lot of shit and we got to remember that like I said they adapted those first five seasons beautifully and even season six wasn't that bad in my opinion had a lot of great moments. Well, I um, mean they may be great at adapting other some other people's that's works, what I mean. but in terms of but in terms they of never creating their up, own they, thing, they never signed up to do it, Matt. They were forced into it almost. Like they said, they didn't want to do it and they wanted them short as possible. I mean, because I they didn't have to look. They, I guess we have to look at their contracts more or less to kind of see like how that stipulated out. But I mean, in terms, they were the showrunners for the show, regardless of whether they were adapting the books or not. They right? were told that they were going to be able to adapt the books. They that it never came up until later, until almost it was too late for them saying, "Well, he's not going to finish in time." Because when they started this journey back in 2011, George R. R. Martin said, "Yeah, I'm writing the next books right now. They'll be done in time." That was eight years ago and he's still not done with the seventh book you know or the sixth book <laughs> and so i i just again yeah their their shortcomings might be they they don't know how to finish somebody else's story but again i'm not putting that all on them. it's someone else's story it's somebody else's well, story yeah but and, and again what they could what they really could have done honestly was just decided you know what we're going to own the direction we're going to go in separate from the books or whatever the books happen to be the books are going to be um and it's honestly it, it's kind of a you're damned if you do you're damned if you don't at that point agreed yeah, yeah agreed um but i mean at some point there kind of has to be a point where you decide to carry your own water on the whole project and just like you know what this is what it's going to be regardless instead of trying to kind of you know beat around the bush in regards to how things turn out and kind of well, be I, like oh well maybe sort of and it, it kind of sounds that way yeah. with them i think i i, I again i think they did their best, and I know the best is not obviously what what is up to par with what we expected. But again, maybe their like I said, their forte is not 
finishing a story with their own thoughts and opinion and dialogue and pacing. Maybe their forte is taking original adaptions and 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 or excuse me, original and bring it to life IP and bringing it to life in their vision. Um, it's it's one thing, like I said, to say or to have this huge manuscript of things to pull from and to be able to pick you know parts out of the books and not include parts that you know that some people might you know there's no lady stoneheart in any of this show but she's a major part of the book but they said she probably wouldn't have been something that we could do visually on screen and it makes sense narratively and it worked you know they took it out because they thought it wouldn't work nobody was complaining about that um and it's a different thing to say here's a uh six page outline um George R. R. Martin just he gave him he's like here's how I'm probably gonna end the books, with no no direction at all. He didn't let them see what he's even working on. He's let nobody see what he's working on. Right, but there's also <laughs> probably because there's I nothing mean, there to work. He's probably I, not I, working on I'm, anything. I'm well, telling yeah. you, he's... you don't know. But I mean, George R. R. Martin aside, I mean, there's still in terms of creating your own kind of um, story going forward, there's still definitely a kind of a a weakness, I guess, in the way that they're kind of approached certain things, especially when you have characters that have previously been written and established in the past that they can go back to and kind of reference. They fail in that regard, I think. And I don't know, maybe I'm being too harsh, maybe being too critical, but I just kind of look at them like there's definitely that downgrade in the way that they approach the characters that I just kind of. I just I, think the, I, disappointed I agree with. a little bit. And also the way that they completed their own story. Like, even if the writing aside, like if they like they couldn't complete certain parts, like it didn't make sense even within their own thing that they wrote. Like, OK, like we see the Dothraki go out and then uh, most of them die or get demolished. And then in the next couple episodes, oh, uh, uh, magically, they're like multiplied because we need them now. Like, it's just like well, all that, these... that could also be the director Miguel Sapochnik. I mean, he's the one who crafts all these battles. You know, yeah. he did the Battle of the Bastards. He did the Battle of Winterfell. He did the... I mean, fair and point then, Oh, I forgot but about the also... Iron Fleet. Like, oh, okay, what do you mean yeah, you forgot that... about the I Iron mean... Fleet? Like, it's just like all these things. Like, I get it. Like, it, maybe the story didn't go as well as they thought that they was going to do, but at least make well, that it was, so that, that was... your own writing makes sense in the same episodes was, going that was forward. A forced thing because obviously cuff, yeah they had those guys had those those guys had like uh what's uh what's the word Dan they had they had like auto they had aim assist on for when they took out yeah <laughs> no those guys straight up <laughs> using aim bots dude they got like, <laughs> yeah. not yet hats yes like, uh, like just like just... perfect and the same and then of course the main one is going right at him he's like uh uh miss yeah, like I've... what 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 pissed me off when we get to that because this is episode this is episode this is four, the right, right? Same, same episode yeah it's at the very end yeah. yeah 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 where they land like three or four shots in a row on Viserion and they're like yeah we got the green one like the one that kind of blends in with the sky a little bit better than the next one that we're gonna shoot at <laughs> the one that the one that's a lot harder to see and the next Just... one with a person that we want to freaking kill yeah I mean I'll that's... tell you what, when I. When I saw those, when I saw those bolts hit, I just bust out laughing because I just, it didn't make any sense and I couldn't take it. It didn't make it. It was a budget. It was a budget cut, you guys. It was a budget cut. It had to be done. It had to. That's what I was saying too. Like they didn't want that second dragon in there. No, the budget (laughs) cut. The budget cut was John not petting ghost. That was the budget cut. That's only because he was gonna live with him at the very last episode. Just no one knew that. Yeah. 
Apparently it wasn't goodbye. Here's what I've heard. I've heard they actually lifted footage from season four for that shot at the end of season eight. No. (laughs) That's a rumor. Oh, my God. No, no. There's no no. way. This is all coming from the people like, oh, that dragon went out to lay eggs while they're, you know. Oh, yeah, no. That that would have been awesome. If Drogon was a girl. yelling, go, while air, like, um. I thought they were yeah, I thought they were like unisexual or whatever it is that you asexual. can asexual. They're asexual. They can go back yes, forward. thank yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. They're not the dragons, right? What? I don't know. <laughs> you mean the wyverns, not the dragons, right? Yeah. Those are sure. wyverns. <laughs> oh Jesus, you guys. <laughs> I'm a say dragon. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. We gotta we gotta move through these uh, last ones quickly we can probably do the we can do the bells in the finale in the same uh breath but let's finish out this fourth one uh and it ends I mean, with the bells uh, in the Matt's... finale really should have been one episode so. right um yeah. so we can finish uh this episode out with matt's favorite moment in the whole series when uh they're going up to the walls and uh cersei doesn't wipe out everybody in one shot <laughs> hmm. oh because yeah yeah, yeah. Matt's, Matt's favorite I mean, not, part of the not really my the favorite show. moment, but when I so that that was the moment where I put in the in the group chat um, after the episode was over and Tyrion walks away from the wall completely unscathed after not only Cersei sends Bronn to kill him and she he doesn't do it and then Cersei um, essentially has enough hate for him to kill him on sight, but she lets him stand in front of the wall, plead his case unprotected with under archer fire and does nothing. And I just put in the group tab. Yeah, I was I was fine with that. You okay. think that her and her okay, okay. dragon up when there were gonna that... be like, oh, okay, for hold sure. On, hold on. Well, yeah. Go ahead, Katie. Comes... You first. Let Katie go. Let Katie finish. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I lost my place. Oh, uh, she's like literally <laughs> okay. So she's about to cut off Miss Andre's head, and she's just like, look, she has bigger fish to fry. Like he's literally nothing to her now. Like she just doesn't want to like. Imagine just like her, just like going off and shooting every single person that's there. Like obviously she's gonna get a retaliation. She could have. They were within well reach of the archer. She absolutely could have killed everybody that was at the party right there. I mean, uh, when, I mean, uh, they. She had. She had. I mean, maybe. But she, she also had. It. She well, had the unsullied there with their with their battle strategies of being able died to put their shields over. Oh, sorry. No, all the unsullied would have died. Yeah, I think she was just scared of that dragon, honestly. No, they had, a, they had a ballista pointed right at her. Yeah, but... So, when it comes to, you know, stuff like that that happens, um, and we see it in other movies as well, it, even in Parlay. history... Yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's, kind of, it's, a, it's a respect of battle. And even though Cersei is evil and whatnot, she has always respected that. She's let her enemies come and talk to her. She let Jon Snow basically up throw a zombie at her right, and yeah. let him walk out. Season, He's a threat. Yeah, he was, yeah, he was see, a major threat. He should right. have been killed. He should have been killed right then and there was... regardless if she saw that or not. But she let it happen because she respects the messenger. She respects that a message is being brought to her. If, someone, if Daenerys had even come up by herself, I would not have doubted that she would have let Daenerys say her speak and then go do her thing because Cersei is so engulfed in the thought that she is going to win she is so confident she's going to win she's like that's how i, I read it yeah, yeah she she didn't yeah, kill but... Tyrion because Tyrion is someone she hates daenerys knows that like uh cersei hates her own brother Tyrion, and she would kill her that means Tyrion's death would have meant nothing but misande is her personal like assistant that she's loved right. she knows that killing her is going to make a bigger statement and she's going to win anyway so why kill her now when she could right she even made that statement before like so much for the breaker of chains and then like yeah that, that she she knew about her you know she knew that that would be right 
that would be okay. impactful to her. Okay, so two things. Um, not- Tyrion's death would not have been political. It would have been purely personal if she killed him because he killed her father um, and was supposedly, to her mind, was the person who was prophesied to kill her because he was the younger brother that was supposed to be you know, the one that, was it Maggie, whatever it was, the, the witch? So right. it was like a killer. Right. So that would have been like, I don't care about the politics of this. I hired someone to kill you. He didn't do it. Kill him, please. I just and then, think... Go ahead. I'm not done. Okay, and then you guys are using this whole idea of uh, season seven, how she let Jon Snow bring in a, a zombie and all that to uh, convince her. You're still... like the, the whole idea of the downgrade in character writing didn't go away in season seven it's still there so it it, yeah it makes sense in terms of season seven cersei but overall cersei it still doesn't make sense that's my point is overall cersei for certain season one through four maybe one through five it does not make sense cersei would have made the uh, taken the opportunity to get rid of someone she hated regardless of the political consequences because she knew she um, she's not she that direct. She's not that direct. Think, she would have done it like that. She like because she obviously hated the House Tyrell. Yet she still invited them in and let them plot in front of her, basically around her. She is still allowed to happen. She doesn't kill people in such a way that's like obvious like that. If she wanted someone dead, she would do it like either send an assassin like she did with Bronn, or she does it in some other spectacular way like wildfire. She's not going to just yeah, like, oh, you're right there in front of me. This is too obvious of a kill. No, no, no. She doesn't want that. That's not and good remember, enough for She's yeah, still trying to save Rose? face with her well, with the... all of her subjects. Like, well, I'm, not yeah, I'm not a tyrant. I'm not a tyrant. I'm not a murder people. Yeah, what do you she, have to say you, about she that? Mur- she murdered Masande because she was a prisoner. Like, it made sense. She wouldn't just kill somebody in it like defenseless out in the open because then her like it sends a message that she's the tyrant she's trying to convince people that Daenerys is the tyrant not her if she killed okay if she killed Tyrion she could go no, back to you her need people to get say, off hey, this, this. Is the... <laughs> no no we, yeah, we can... saying, if she killed if she killed Tyrion, you're not she go back listening to her and say I killed the traitor hold on do you get it Tyrion was a traitor to her and the King's Landing he killed Tywin he left the crown to go Is and serve the knowledge? usurper. I don't. Yeah, I don't know if the her innocent I, I, folk did she know just that. Say, hey, oh, by the way, the king was murdered by his son. I don't know if it went down like that. Yeah, we don't there's know. There's no time yeah, for right. her to go and I talk don't remember. to the kingdom. There's no time. Yeah, there's no time. Obviously, right, that's why they have the town criers. <laughs> there's no time. Either way, for All me right. personally, it felt like a break in the character for Cersei. Okay. All right. Well, got it. Matt's, Matt's uh, expressed his yes. Tyrion his... died in episode four or whatever. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the last one. Uh, la- well, last two, but we'll just combine them because the bells is basically the uh, the the murder of the city moments. Oh man! <laughs> yeah, that wasn't even a battle. That was just a decimation. Honestly, just all right, um, we all agree that this was for like foreseen that we saw this coming. No. No. Um, I. I, I knew think in that, that episode they were leading up to it, but well, that, I no. knew I knew that. Well, just because of the foreshadowing of him, like again, I guess we should have just listened to Tyrion because he spelled it out to everybody. He's like, they're going. She's he's like, she's going to destroy the city. She's going to destroy. She's going to kill everyone. Just ring the bell. She's going to. And I was like, what are you talking about? I thought you guys were like, you know, understaffed. <laughs> and then as soon as as soon as Drogon just destroyed Euron, I was like, well, that's it. I was like, I, I guess we just didn't realize how OP fucking Drogon was. Cause he just <laughs> murdered everything. 
Well, because they couldn't like, even go against one of the ships, and then now all of a sudden, fifteen well, I, are gone. I legit was scared in that moment because I was like, "Oh, she's gonna make a mistake because she's going in with Drogon," and then they like miss their first three shots, and I was like, "Oh, they're screwed." Mm-hmm. And because because immediately you realize you get that shot where like it took four men to try to turn one of those things, and I was like, "Oh, well, that's it." Like if they can't turn that thing in time, it's over. Like it's yeah. done. <laughs> and as soon as she wiped out the fleet, I was like, "Well, that's what's gonna stop her now," and she just wrecked the place. I did have a few complaints. Um, I didn't. I don't know why you set up the Golden Company just to have them destroyed in one shot, but okay. Um, I also <laughs> that was mm-hmm. like very that was upsetting to me. I was like, come on, man, let's see the Golden Company actually like fight some people. But I guess, all right, maybe not. Um, uh, and then I like Clegane Bowl. That was awesome. I the- I'm glad we got that. I I like that we got that. The, that was the biggest. That was the biggest moment. But I was also a little upset that. That was the biggest moment. <laughs> I mean, that was a dope moment, though. You could have like put that 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 uh, shot on like a heavy metal cover, like them fighting <laughs> his zombie with a half burnt face guy with a dragon flying overhead and bricks crumbling in the sky black. I was like, dude, this is so metal right now. I don't know oh, for sure, for sure. <laughs> but I felt like that wasn't the big confrontation that we should have gotten. I, I mean, I wanted it. I've been wanting it since like we met yeah, the hound. He talks about how his brother. I I definitely felt like. Yes, that this was a great, great confrontation that I really wanted, and I was waiting for. I was when I found out that that yeah. was like the confrontation. I was like, "Well, it's, I'm a yeah. little upset now." Um, <laughs> so I'll hit the bullet points. We'll keep going here. I we also had um, we had Arya uh, decide she's not going to kill Cersei because she the the Hound tells her don't don't end up like me, full of you know revenge and death. Um, I, again, that could have used a little bit more time. We could have uh, had a whole episode of them on the on the on the King's Road down to King's Landing talking. So we a could have got a little episode? bit. Well, I don't not, think so. Not just them, so many, but I'm just saying, had, like back and forth. We've had we've so had many encounters with her. Yeah, we've had so much of her and the Hound. And, and like, hound, even yeah. though she keeps saying that she wants to kill him, she really does not want to kill him. She just keeps saying that. And she, like, he obviously cares for her. She obviously likes being around him and does respect him. So when that moment came, yeah. it was not a big shock to me. It was like, you know what? They just proved that she doesn't actually want to kill him. She just says it. No, no, yeah, no, it was her want, mantra for a while. It kept her alive. Her, it kept him. her sane, you know, like from uh, when she was being Cersei. tortured. Yeah. I just, I thought, that, yeah, I just thought that her driving force was Cersei. But again, I'm not, I'm not upset with the decision. I'm just upset. Like we could have had a little bit more dialogue speaking to just the point of not killing Cersei, not not the Hound. Um, all right, going uh, a little bit farther, we had, um, I mean, Daenerys turns Mad Queen. I mean, I saw this coming from the beginning, not yeah. the beginning of the season, but I think episode two. Um, I, I just kind of knew it was going to happen. She was, it's just nothing that was going to stop her. I, <laughs> I didn't want it to happen, like in that moment when the bells were ringing. And I was like, oh, she is gonna stop. And then like they Amelia Clark, Jesus, dude, as as much as you want to hate the writing for the show this season, all the actors, in my opinion, did a fantastic job. Yes, and I uh, you, you zoom her in face? on her face. Yeah. yeah, she's just that internal struggle of like, if I give up now, I'm gonna seem weak. Like, no, I don't care. I don't know any of these people. They're casualties of war. I'm burning the city down, like I said I was gonna do from the beginning, you know? <laughs> so I that was that was fine with me. Um and then, yeah, I'm. I I'm pretty sure we're all in agreement that the that the Jamie Cersei death was the most probably lackluster thing. Yeah, that that <laughs> yeah, yeah. a couple sure. of bricks fell on him. Like wow. I was, I was kind of upset. Well, they moved I ten mean, feet to the right, they'd be fine. 
Well, yeah. we don't know that until yeah, the next the whole, episode, but yeah. The entire crypt is totally fine. Even the skeleton that's been there is like just totally. Yeah, the dragon skeleton never got touched. Yeah, never got the whole <laughs> castle just, just comes just down on that under the dragon skeleton. <laughs> like when they yeah. did it, I thought like an entire level had been crushed on top of them. But even when like it's a little midget took him like two seconds to uncover them. Like it literally Oof. like. I exactly. I would like have been three bricks more, were on top of them. I would have been more fine with it if, oh, yeah. w- because of how it was left, of like it looked like the entire castle was coming down. But then, yeah, the next episode is just like, oh look, it's like no, what? Don't, oh, damn it! <laughs> I think what got me was I was at this point in this episode, I was very, very freaking confused on who was going to get the final blow on Cersei because it seemed like. There was so many contenders, and it seemed like Euron was going to be contender, and he did not even bat. Okay. And, uh, yeah. Okay. First that of all, that's that that well, seems stupid. Why would Euron? <laughs> why would Euron be a contender to kill Cersei? Okay, and I, I, that's what I was about to get to. Because Euron hears Jamie talk about the or Tyrion talk about the baby, and Euron like you see him for a moment, like kind of like eh, wins at it. it. Yeah, yeah, he winces it, but they never addressed it. And I'm like, mm, yeah. I feel like he would have addressed that. I know yeah. he would have addressed that because why would Tyrion know about the baby when he just you know yeah. did it with her like uh, not even a week ago? So, <laughs> right. so I feel like that should have been a bigger problem than it, what it was. That's why I thought like Euron could have been a contender with that, but. The, the her going out with by no one made some sense. A lot, yeah. A lot of people were upset by it, but the, uh, I want to go back to that Euron thing. That Euron on Jamie thing, I thought was stupid. <laughs> like that was like literally, we need a way to uh, write off Euron and make it seem like Jamie's weak, weaker than he already is. Like <laughs> that line, last line was terrible. Oh, oh so God. bad. I'm the uh, one that killed Jamie Lester. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. but he's not he does that's the best part is he's not the one that kills him i was so mad i hate i i don't know about you guys but i hated that Euron character ever since he was introduced it was he's so terrible for sure like, he's so bad he was bad but i wanted him to be good and i wanted it to be a good villain and it just oh, that, again pretty cringy <laughs> yeah he's a, he was he's just a good go ahead you no, no there was just not enough to go around like there's not enough confrontations between him and other characters to justify his villainy he was just he came in far too late and exactly. it was just well, yeah. it was just over I with mean, him because i there was more to explore between the dynamics of like his relationship as an uncle and then the iron islands and then yara going back to the iron islands and taking the fleet she never came back to help him. What the hell? Yeah, she did. Yeah. And then, I forgot about that. And she shows yeah. up at the end though, like she was I there know. the whole time. And she's like, "Oh yeah, I was here the whole time. Where's uh, right. where's Daenerys, by the way? Yeah, like, exactly. where's Theon, by the way? Oh wait, I'm right. not. She doesn't, she doesn't give a crap about the brother <laughs> that literally just saved her from. Right. You know, uh, they had that moment where she's like, whatever. "You go be with your your." Yeah, your she son. probably thinks he's in Winterfell. Yeah. Or dead, but I mean, either way. Um, but no, Euron, even then, too, like he was introduced, I think, in the fourth book. Um, and even then, just the, I don't know, just kind of like the whole story threads that involve Euron in the books, even to so late in the whole story. There's a lot kind of going on. So um, it's not just the show overall, but in the books, Euron is still just a way better character um, that it just had badly disservice, I think, in the show. My chemical romance pirate. That's what I'm going to call him. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, all right. So uh, one of the last things before we move on to the finale is uh, Arya having her little um, moment walking through the streets, trying to save a family. Oh, so, so good. Um, which I loved everything up into that, up into the point where she like found shadow facts and then wanted to like write it into the like sunset. I was like, what, what is this? Is this, is this supposed to symbolize something? And then it didn't pay off at all. We get the next episode and she's just walking back. This I'm like, wait a minute. What, what's going oh, on here? Horse. Very what was that? What was I that? Even, I, see, I, didn't, I didn't even care about that. Cause like, I just loved the whole ending sequence of her being the person that we're following through the, the collapse of King's Landing. I felt like when it, when it came to the horse, I didn't. I'll be honest. I didn't like, didn't recognize the horse. I didn't understand, like, try to understand its meaning. I was just like, she made it out. Thank God, <laughs> she made it out. Yeah, that was all I really worried about. So much suspense <laughs> yeah. again. You had the battle of or the battle of winter, and then it's so suspenseful with her there trying to get out of the library, and then they did that same thing again, where everything's just like burning and Uh-oh, coming down on top of her, on her. collapsing. Yeah. Yeah. And we're like, and we're like, like, oh my gosh, like a building's gonna collapse on her, and then she wakes up and she just like has this cut, and she's like barely moving, and just like gotta keep going. She finds her little family to try and help. They die, and I'm like, oh my gosh, she's not gonna make yeah, it. This use- is how she goes. I liked it. Yeah, I liked the way they used her as a on-the-ground perspective of what the terror and horror is happening around, you know? Yeah. And that was that was fine, but honestly, I kind of feel like... Like, I I like the idea of kind of having her being that kind of, you know, first person through the whole thing, but I kind of feel like it would have had more impact if she died at the end. Like, that was kind of her being the kind of on-the-grounds first person through the, you know, the, the lens of the average person on the ground during this whole slaughter... It would have been a better pin at the end of it if she would have died. I think it, Yo, you know, instead of her waking up. Just, she, can't you just die like that? Yeah, uh, I agree. I, 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 I think it would have made a bigger impact if she got burned alive. Wow, you guys are dark. <laughs> the show's dark overall, but I don't agree about burning alive. But I kind of think when they had that 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 shot at the end of the episode when she wakes up and finds the horse. Instead of her waking up and finding the horse, you just hold the shot, and she just she's dead in the streets mm. with everybody else. And it would have it would have definitely been a WTF I mean, moment, yeah, yeah. But it would have been more true to I think to the series because even though she decided to abandon that quest of revenge, um, she still she got still paid caught up. Yeah, right. She she still paid. I mean, she still paid for you know Danny's actions and and the whole slaughter. Right. You no, know, I hate so that I think idea. that would have. It would have been. It would have been. Still, I wouldn't have I mean, minded that way. Yeah, that would have been. Yeah, I guess I it. It would have been. Yeah, fine. I guess, but no, I would not have been I okay have with that. I. All right, let's she, let's move so on. Wanted, last episode. Last episode. Have to have move on. Door for the explorer. <laughs> yes, she went and did the exploring. All right, last episode. Uh, the 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 Iron Throne, uh, so aptly named, because there is no more Iron Throne. Um, <laughs> let's go through this one. Uh, this was a lot of. Not a lot of anything happening. There's a lot of walking around in this episode, and uh, just some just some set pieces moments. That's about it. Murder. Yeah. Well. Yeah. 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 Oh, that. Oh no, nothing happened there. (laughs) Yeah. No. (laughs) And a murder happened. No, I'm just saying, like, as far as like, it was all centralized. There was not a lot of anywhere to go. Is we would literally pick right up uh, in the city of ashes, which is it ash or snow or both? I don't know. You guys decide. It's (laughs) ash. Yeah. Who knows. Um, uh, we do. We see Danny give her uh, Hitler speech, which was kind of cool. Uh, she uh, really, yeah, yeah, you picked on that too, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was very, yeah. She said it. She said she took it from Hitler. Did she? 
Yeah. Oh yeah, wow. There, there was an interview where she was asked about it, and she says like she she was not fond of it, but she was like, yeah, she kind of took it like off like off the way he presented himself for his speeches. Hmm. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So she yeah. talks to the Dothraki. She talks to the Unsullied in their native tongues, and uh, you think like like at, at one more moment, I was like, wow, oh, this is kind of cool. All right, I'm back on her side, and then like you start to hear the 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 the, the planning like. Mm-hmm. And the the war is not over. We're gonna keep going. And I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. No, no, hold to on. Winterfell, and I was <laughs> yeah. like, oh no, I was like, oh no, she's got to go. She like, has no, got that's... to go. I know. Yeah. As soon as she said that, I was like, you yeah, just sealed like, your oh, fate, dude. Gonna, yeah. Like that's it. <laughs> she wants to go after Sansa now. And then, um, let her. Right. <laughs> <laughs> let them come. Um, yeah. So there's a lot of uh, that going on. Um, you know, Tyrion comes out and uh, he says, "Basically, I'm I'm done with you." He throws the hand of the king down. And, that was uh, the dopest moment. It was pretty. It was pretty. And then good. John's just over in the corner, like, "Oh, hey guys, don't do that. Uh, she's our yeah. queen." Uh, well, hey, to hit, hey, oh, oh, is it my turn now? Queen. No. Okay, sorry. Okay, bye. Like, <laughs> yeah, no backbone until oh, they're in the and they're when they're all alone, and then I all th- of a sudden he's a murderer. Like, what? okay, so if we're gonna jump around, then yeah, I mean, I. I'm defending it because I think it's it's it was good. I even up to that moment, I was hopeful because I was like, you know, he does love her, and they they had established that like he's he'd do anything for her up to death. Like, and and even in that moment, like I was watching it and I was looking at it and I was like, is he is he gonna do it? And he embraces her, and I was like, I was like, oh maybe you know maybe he's just like you know we're gonna ride this out together, and I will do this advice. And I was, it was a nice moment. And then you just hear the noise, and I was like, ah, jeez. Oh yeah. Ah, oh, that was so. I liked that scene a lot. <laughs> no, it was you, a good scene, and you know, after that, he talks to Tyrion, and you see that, and you know that yeah. okay, he's gonna go do something. Like he knows that he, he kind of like before that happened. Yeah. Yeah. Before he talked when, to Tyrion, he, he was Tyrion all prison. in. Yeah. And then afterwards he was like, oh man, maybe he's like a little bit right. And he knows this is literally his only opportunity. But you see the struggle in him. Like, he's like, no, I love her. She's my queen. And he's like, yes, but you're a good man, a John. You're a good man. Thing. What do you think of that? I thought it almost came. I other? thought it was going to come down to that. Yeah. I thought I, the I, dragon was going to for sure cut him. But I, I guess... didn't I didn't quite understand that moment, except I guess it's been explained that like he saw the throne as a thing that killed his mother. So he destroyed it, I guess. There's also yeah, a fa- there's that also a thing that I saw online that my buddy and I talked about because um, he had asked me about that. We talked about how, you know, the dragon saw the throne. But the other thing could be is he is a Targaryen. Which that's what I thought. That he could too. have been. He he could be. Yeah. He could also have been a dragon, which means the dragon could have smelled that He's, in him and like it, I can't burn him. And they did do the little nose flare where Drogon yeah. was like sniffing him. So I was like, well, maybe that. Okay, I I buy that more than more than the whole throne thing. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it would have been cool <laughs> for him know. to burn him anyways and just have him just. I not thought that was it. Burn. Honestly, when when he came up and he was screeching, I was like, that's it. I was like, they're just this is it. And I would have been fine with that too. Like, well, he made the sacrifice and now he's got to pay for it. That's how this works, you know. Mm-hmm. But no. But no, no, they got to they got to they banished. Off. Daenerys also yeah. did have a oh, vision. Banishment, though, you mean in, party? Daenerys did have yeah. a vision. I think it was in season two where the throne yes. is kind of like busted up, and then the yes. whole building in the house in of ashes. the undying. In yeah. the house of the undying. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like that was already a vision. So like, yeah, we as soon got as the ashes, yeah, we right. As soon as that scene it. came on, I was like, oh, this is it. I was like, this is her vision, literally right now happening. Like they paid yeah. that off completely, and she, in her vision, she didn't touch it. Exactly. And then in this moment, she touched the handle, but before she got to sit, that's when John came into the room, and it was like you almost got it. You 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 got to touch it, but that's it. 
<laughs> like that's it. That's all you got. And it was bittersweet. I, if you go into that vision a little bit deeper too, right when she stops touching the chair, she walks out and goes straight to Drago, who's dead. Right, which is a symbolism for like she's passing to the under, like the uh, you, the, you know, the, the afterlife, basically. Yeah, or wherever. Yeah. I think that's how I interpreted it anyway. Um, thoughts on this, guys? Biggest moment, I guess, in the series? <laughs> I mean, it's the biggest no, death. Well, yeah, Run. I mean, she Run. was good with her dying. Go ahead, Gio. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you. I mean, I, I actually, I enjoyed the episode as well. I mean, I didn't have many gripes. I like how the episode ended. Um, the one thing that really did bug me probably the most was Grey Worm and him being kind of petty about Jon Snow and the whole idea of justice for killing yeah. Daenerys. Yeah, and that... like them kind of scene. bow and then yeah and them kind of bowing to that you know just abiding like really you're gonna take this from uh from him oh my god know? i want to get into this scene so much because this is the part of the the whole episode i hated like i hated every everything about this this moment <laughs> it's just Tyrion, like he's a prisoner but he gets to talk and then they're like all right we'll listen to you and then he's like who has a better story than brad the broken yeah. and i'm like anyone you literally anyone. anyone and and then that was it was in that moment when i realized that they weren't gonna even talk about john like i looked at sansa they panned to sansa and i was like okay is this the moment where you're like actually he's a targaryen and then Tyrion goes well yes he is and then you know and then sam goes well yes he is no that never came in but all and i was like what was the point of oh my god i was so mad that was when sansa decided to keep the secret yeah that was so if that was yeah that might have been yeah you might be right, man. I might be turning to your side at this moment because she yeah. had the she had everyone. You know what? Everyone in that moment had the chance to say it. Everyone knew. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's the reason why I think Sansa didn't in that moment is because she saw an opportunity for her to be the one named uh, queen, and she so, really so shows it to me. Put her name forward. The, the, the well, she kind of did in the moment the when North, the he, yeah yeah uh, no the queen of the seven Andals. Because she's queen of the north, but uh, the reason I really think that she was trying to like slide her name into the hat, like on the side, and not really step forth, was uh, was obviously her not saying the secret of John being a Targaryen, kind of making like I know th- all this good information. You should pick me. But then the moment he says Bron the Broken, she's like, he can't have kids. Yeah, like, she does say that. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. Like, awesome. He can't have kids, and like, yeah. that it was such a petty thing. Like you, oh, but bitch. Then, like, but, then, but, but I mean. But it's then immediately like she was saying that as like a, a it's not like she was saying that as a negative. It was kind of more she was saying that as a way to kind of bolster Tyrion's argument. Like, look, we're not going to have pity squabbles for the throne because he's not going to have children to fight over it. But yeah, then, they kind go, of they, then they go on the vote and everyone votes aye. And then they turn to her and like, are you going to vote aye? She, she, right. an independent kingdom. Like, right, right. And that's, like, yeah, that's right. the moment where I was like, so you were you were against this all the way up until the moment where you realized, oh, I can get what I want. And then as soon as he said yes, you're like, okay. It's like, oh, that made me mad. <laughs> That's where Sansa just... fully threw me over the boat. Like, if anyone argues with me that she did not want to be queen, I don't understand what you were watching then. Because that right there was the final, like, tip. Like, she wants it, uh, and she's, like, hinting at it. I don't understand what you were watching. And I, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't come to that conclusion. Yeah, but I, I, I did see but... I did see the pettiness in her, and I did see the, uh, like... 
strive not the penis but striving to like to any means to get what she wanted and she got what she wanted like she right. was even she was even against brand being king until she realized in that moment she could get what she wanted from it like mm-hmm. that's that's where i was you know po yeah. and then and the whole part that like just had me laughing my ass off was she's like we're gonna stay go ahead and, and be independent we're not gonna bow and then you already have the iron islands and dorn who say nothing and then kind of like right yeah that makes sense. I'm like, that doesn't no. Right. What, well, Dorn has no, no reason to wobbling going on. Like, Dorn is Dorn is separate from the other kingdoms, and so is the Iron Islands. It's like you don't. I don't know. It's just, I almost thought in that things... moment, like everybody was gonna turn and be like, "Well, if she gets the king, I want yeah. my own king." Right? Yeah, maybe that's just what they wanted to avoid doing. But... Well, it, I think to me it would have made more sense if the other kingdoms said, "You know what? We're just gonna separate, not have a unifying king, but let's have a treaty and kind of like." We're not going to go to war with each other. We're going to kind of have like an overall represent something like that. Yeah, that would have made more sense to me. I almost thought after all of that thing, and now the Iron Throne is gone because it's been melted. Right. So there's no reason to elect uh, someone to sit on the Iron Throne. But that's why I I mean, the guy someone has his own chair, so it doesn't matter anymore. Oh God. (laughs) (laughs) See, I also put some swords around his uh, wheelchair. So when to go. So when Samuel actually made his made his pitch for democracy, I was like, "Oh, maybe this is actually going to happen. Maybe this right? is how democracy is instituted in the, in 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 Westeros." And then they just like literally and laughed at the audience, like, and then Padme pops there, up yeah. on the yeah. screen. And she's like, like, "This is thought. how democracy dies." Yeah, this is like this. You thought? <laughs> yeah, he got the proper reaction there. They didn't but have it, time he, for that. Yeah, no, he did. Yeah. Um, dude, do you? Th- I mean, I, I'm. I, Bran was cool. I mean, I was indifferent about Bran being uh, named the king. I was like, with it or not, you know, with it or without it, I could care less. But did we forget that the old three-eyed raven lived for like thousands of years? I so know exactly. Bran yeah. is going to be <laughs> reigning forever. Pretty much, yeah. But he's also, when it came down to their options of who was most suitable, I do agree in the sentence with Tyrion that he is the best option because he knows no. the he 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 knows all the past and he obviously could kind of see the future. Then you make him the maester or whatever yeah. on the small council. You exactly. don't make him the king. You don't make somebody who's emotionless uh, a king. You make somebody like Jon Snow who is a great leader of men a king, or who actually like has Tyrion. the claim to the name. Or even t- I would have been fine. Fi- yeah, exactly. I would have been more fine with Tyrion than I would have with Bran. Bran did nothing. He didn't deserve this in the entire show. I don't care what anyone says. Like I, If they flesh it out in the books, where apparently, Matt, uh, I, you've probably read some, but apparently a lot of people say, like, oh, well, Bran in the books is actually a bigger character than he is on the show. Well, then, I hope great. so. Yeah. Gosh, he was but such I, a throwaway. I think, from what I remember, Bran like, does more warging into animals. And that was another thing that we didn't get this season was, I mean, aside from the ravens, I was expecting him to work into yeah. a dragon. That well, awesome. Apparently, that's well, what so, he went off to do at the end of, yeah, the, at the, end of the show. I guess. No, he went to find Drogon, not work into him. Well, I, I guess know. he can't warg into until he finds him? Or I, I, I will bring he, up something that we never got back to about his warging. Is Brand that, uh, needs to connect to Cerebro is what's going on. So he's yeah, going so go to go the helmet. <laughs> yeah. Well, in, in the Battle of Winterfell, though... Um, I'm going back to that because it has something to do with warging. Wasn't he, he warging like? Yeah, wasn't he like warging for like majority of that too? Yeah, he was just he was warging the crows so he could get like a cool aerial view of the yeah. battle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's all it was. He was he was getting intel, but that was it. He wasn't taking part in the battle. Right, that's all he was doing. So good times. Useless. 
That was yeah. that was that the was my end. biggest gripe with the whole the whole show. <laughs> well, not the whole show. Just I'm sorry, no. the, very, the very end and of the episode. How the hell is it that Bronze Master of Coin? What the f? Okay, <laughs> okay, okay. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna hedge everything I just said with me loving that final scene because that was the I, I none of it made sense. Nobody like even Sam should not have been the Grand Master. Where what is he? No, done? he's the arc. Like, he's the Arc Master. They even mentioned the Grand Master. Okay, okay. They mentioned well, that there's a Grand Master. He's right. the Arc Master. I, but there's more people qualified that have been around longer is all I'm saying. Are they still alive, though? Hey, well, apparently the Citadel <laughs> never got touched. Did they so. go through the shit that Sam went through? I don't know. I'm just saying it was hilarious to see that, like, yeah, crew Sam of had people just... at that table. Yeah. It was it was ridiculous, but I loved it. And I loved all their little, little like, one-liners at the end. I loved the little wink to the camera. Like, they did the same thing Lord of the Rings did. Like, and here's the book. Like, it's like, all right, you're no, okay. I cringed at that. I cringed at that. I'm sorry. No. Did you cringe at it in Lord of the Rings? No, because it was in the book. But I mean, at the same time, it's, it's I'm it's assuming very... it'll be in the book, too. Yeah. I doubt it. No, but here's the thing. There's so Tolkien's writing is very different from Martin's because Tolkien said a lot of the 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 tropes and everything for fantasy writings and Martin kind of went against that. He had a story set in fantasy writing, but had it so grounded to where the actions he's, really had he said more his, dire he, consequences. He said his favorite author is Tolkien and that he writes like he would write, but with different outcomes. <laughs> and still, I guess, but well, yeah, see, with different outcomes, and that's the thing. And I, I kind of feel like. Having something like that, that that heart of a wink, is not in Martin's style. I, I think, and it's, it just felt. We'll I don't we'll know. Yeah. I cringe, and I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. The, we'll see when all this happens. When when the books never come out, but. <laughs> um, Nah, but I mean, that little piece at the end. Yeah, there's no way Bronn should have been Master of Coin. But then their little squabbling is like, well, can the Master of Coin spare some for the sewers? And he's like, no, I'd rather have... A, what about the whorehouses? Brothels, they haven't yeah. been rebuilt. Yeah, the whorehouses <laughs> haven't been rebuilt. And, it, and then see, and Tyrion goes into his story about like... <laughs> so I was like, this, all right, I'm in. I'm like, can I just get a show of this? This is what I want now. <laughs> like, just these six people like squabbling. Davos is just there. He's like, can, I, can my ships be rebuilt like <laughs> yeah so uh, essentially we're going to turn game of thrones into like the political squabblings of like the odd couple defense just by <laughs> people yes so, yeah what the yeah. show was originally when we all had just people talking and squabbling for three seasons <laughs> yeah game of brothels <sighs> i loved that i loved it all right um but it was way better back then man yeah yeah when yeah when they had something to go off of yes well yeah uh-huh. Um, so anyway, the seems like the Starks all ended up fine. One's in the big chair, one's in the Winterfield chair, one's going on to explore. She's turning into Christopher Columbus, exploring <laughs> off the map. And then uh one gets to go be with his good boy and Tormund in the north. So there you go. I thought, was, I thought his name was actually pronounced Tor Tormud. Tormud. No. Tormund. Tormund Giant Spain. Is there an N? I didn't know there was an N. I thought it was just uh M U D. No, it's Tormund nope. with it with an N. Yeah. Anyways, um, so yeah, that's the end of Game of Thrones. Let's uh, let's get your final thoughts on those those la the the last where everybody ends up. Everybody happy with it or not? Probably not. But <laughs> they all make sense. They all make sense to me. I mean, they do actually narratively make sense. Like John. I mean, Dan, you are you are ever the optimist, man. So I mean, if he well, wasn't they, they... supposed to be the king, then yes, I think the North. The like literally with the free folk and back at Castle Black, 
that's where he should be. Like that yeah. worked for me. John being the king in the north, I'm fine with. But well, the, the the king beyond the wall. Yeah, sure. sure. Either that or he's just just the. Uh, so the only it, one that the... the only one that didn't loop around was Sansa. I felt like out of all of them, because uh, Arya mentions in season two um, she wants to go west to Westeros. Like she asked someone about it. I yeah, like, they What's paid west off west that. Westeros? Yeah. yeah, and and yeah. she she was like, uh, uh, probably in the world. She's like, well, I would like to see that someday. So that's what she's gonna go do. Like majority of the people on her list are dead. Besides, like Ilan Payne, I think is still someone that we don't know anything about. Uh, uh, John Stark in the very first episode goes to the North Wall because Caitlyn doesn't want him in Winterfell because she didn't feel like he's a real Stark. And he's like, you know what? I want a sense of adventure or whatever anyways. So he goes back to the very first thing that he was going to do because you know what? He's well, not a Stark. I mean, he, he's a Targaryen. He sentence more or less. Yeah, yeah he, but, he took the black. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, he, he wasn't like that makes sense for him though because he already took the black once before and that's what he kind of wanted to do anyways was to be yeah, a ranger, wasn't I, it? I, I was fine with it. Yeah, and then... The whole thing of like, I saw some people like, well, as soon as as soon as uh, Grey Worm took the Unsullied, he could have just came back. And I was like, well, no, if you think about it, remember, Yara actually supported Daenerys and was like against like yeah. she wanted she wanted John killed, too. So it wouldn't have worked because yeah. she's so, Lord of the but, Iron Islands. Yeah. See, that just goes against the whole thing with Yara, too. And that, that's the thing. If she's so, so strongly adamant about John, why wouldn't she adamant about? You know, getting independence for the Iron Islands when they give it to Sansa and the North, and it. I, I don't, don't know. Because, I guess because her loyalty was like straight up to her Daenerys, loyalty, like straight up, like right. she was gonna serve her. Right. She wanted so then, her interests so, just, brought forth. So put yourself in, in just theoretically, put yourself in her shoes, in a sense. The person you pledged your loyalty to was murdered by a Stark, or a. Right. What you know is to be a Stark, basically. Yeah. And then a Stark takes the throne and gives another Stark kingdom independence. You're like, what the fuck is going on here? Why can't right. I get? If you're gonna get independence, I want independence. This is fucked up. You don't get that. You're just like, yeah, makes sense. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, I do they like still get like there. the yeah. help? Like you know, when they came back and they're like, okay, we need to help here and here. Like, uh, they really didn't go to Winterfell because they're like their own little independent thing. But like, there's not a lot. Like the Iron Islands has been through like a lot. Like, didn't the castle get like? overthrown and there's yeah. just all this internal fighting i mean there's really the honestly born, probably yeah. not but much still, left but they still have a, they still have entire, a fleet. i mean you see that in the final episode like she yeah. has yeah. the fleet yeah well, that's what you're on i mean you're on alluded to that in uh, one of the seasons where like all of she took all the ships and he's like well we have unlimited resources to build the ship so we're gonna build an even a bigger army and then he does like in the span of a year <laughs> yeah so, but then yeah. even then too you have to look at so if if the iron island has decided they wanted to just be independent, straight up secede, even though they're not giving it. You still have King's Landing that have to build their own navy, and the Iron Iron's like, right, fine, take your time. You just send your ships out, and we'll take them out. It doesn't matter because I, we own the seas. Yeah, that doesn't make sense to me. I'm sorry. Yeah, her 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 well, she her arc was weird too, and I didn't understand it a lot of it, but that's fine. Eh, I don't know. Again, we'll have to see where it all comes out in the books if they ever get finished. If poor George doesn't die before they get finished. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's darker than the books, man. I'm I'm just saying he's 70 years old and he took he's 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 taken 8 years to write one book and he's not even done with it yet and there's still another one after that. So, you tell you do the math. <laughs> like Yeah. And look, he's the probably guy, just gonna the guy retire and say screw you guys, I'm not going to finish. Probably, that's what I'm thinking it's going to happen. <laughs> Like, ah, whatever. Yeah. 
We'll, we'll uh, probably get the sixth book. He'll be halfway done with the second book or the uh, the seventh book. Pass on, and then they're going to hire someone else to finish the other book. Oh and say, God! So we found the last manuscript, which yeah. is what has happened with, but Tom Clancy yeah. and Robert Ludlum and yeah, mm-hmm. Michael Creighton. Yeah. Uh, oh Lord. <laughs> well, I think that's it, guys. I've been recording for about an hour and thirty something minutes now. Almost. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, that's, that's it for, for Game of Thrones. Um, the, not just the season, the entire series. So let's go around the room, put a letter grade on this, uh, this final season, and then give me your, if it affected your thoughts about the series at all, and then, uh, we'll go ahead and wrap it up. So, uh, Matt, let's start with you. Uh, give the season a let. well, yeah, let's do letter, no, letters, wait, let's, that's weird. no, let's do number grade, one to ten, and then tell me what that, uh, what it, what, what the whole series in your opinion, sits at uh, number grade as well. Uh, um, well, this season, I think, would probably sit at probably like a 4.5 for me. Okay. okay. Um, but that. the overall the overall series... Um, Eight seasons. Or, yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah. Um, I think probably because of that sharp decline in the last, like, three, two, three seasons, I'd say probably maybe a 7.58. Um, okay. I just, I just know with, uh, DB, uh, DB wise and David Benioff, um, taking on the next star Wars trilogy and with, uh, with Benioff being the guy that wrote X-Men and origins Wolverine, I am <laughs> not happy for the next trilogy. Um, <laughs> I don't know. We'll see, but I'm not hopeful. Let's fix this. Don't watch them. Only watch the original three Star Wars from here on out. Anytime you want to just go back and watch one of them. Just do that. Yeah. That's what I've been saying for years. I can do that. <laughs> yeah, I can do that. All right. Did you watch uh, Star Wars episode 10? All right. Oh, hold on. <laughs> All right. Dan, what? Hey, go ahead. You know what? We, might, we might get redemption when they do the Knights of the Republic movie because apparently that's in production and or pre-production somehow or other. So. Unless they do it, right, Matt? <laughs> uh, uh, you never know. Right now, all the details all are right. just... Yeah, anyway. Uh, I'll stop talking. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, Dan, go ahead. This season, and then your overall on the series. Uh, this season, probably like a... It's hard. Because uh, I liked it a lot, but there were still things that I felt were missing, so it's probably like a 7 for me. Maybe a 7.5. Wow. Um, yeah. But overall, I honestly think like a, a 9, 9.5 for me. Okay. For the whole series. For the whole series. All right. Good. Um, Katie. Uh, let's see. The season, I would give it, I'm going to say like a 6.5. Um, there are definitely some moments, and um, I think that the cast really carried everything. Um, I thought that there were some great moments. I thought that there were some not so great moments. But overall, as a story, I think 6.5 is where it'll sit for the season. Obviously, okay. with the last couple episodes being right. the reason why it's not so great. Um, and then series-wise, I would say I would give it an... Eh, I'm debating between 8 or 9. Um, okay. I think it was... It really got people involved. It got people talking. It got people like emotionally invested. Even in the you know final mm-hmm. season wasn't mm-hmm. so great. It's still like... I don't know. I thought it was the entire... It felt like the entire... like. I don't know. Everyone, everyone I talked to, like, had seen it. Everyone was going on about it. It really, like, was a movement, honestly. Yeah, like I said, it's probably going to go down as the last great 
like water cooler show the the show where everybody is talking about it the next day at work or, or yes and honestly that's what it is yeah. even like now this week like a couple days ago i had like a conversation with like two or three co-workers and yeah, that never <laughs> happens because like no one's watching the same thing because so. everything's not serialized anymore exactly. nothing's as big as this was right so this so. was so big and so huge it was such a movement i think i'd give it i would give it a nine then just for mm. having it being yep. all these people being able to emotionally invest in at least one character it's a good send off. Well done, Katie. <laughs> uh, Geo, how about you? Um, let's see. I would probably give it a seven or seven point five for the season, and I'll probably be at a nine uh, for the entire show. Um, uh, I really actually enjoyed the show, and I don't think it'll be the last uh, show really? that people are going to be talking oh, no? about. Okay. No, not at all. We've obviously had like tons of shows like this in the past where, you know, people kind of gather around the day after and still talk about it. I mean, there's I just a, thought like, because lost... streaming is the way it's going now, like everything no, comes no. out at once kind of thing. I don't no, know. No, I mean, like, when, one of them. when Dallas Breaking was on Dad TV, was how many other... people probably thought that that was the last big TV show? Right. Yeah. yeah. So, 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 I mean, I it's always, we're always going to have something bigger, but yeah. Yeah. I, I think there'll be something out there that'll definitely like topple this, you know. It's just someone's out there gotta write it, you know. But I don't think it'll be the yeah. last show that no. people Time will wait for the next thing to capture the zeitgeist. Yeah. Uh it's gonna be the Lord of the Rings tri- uh show on Amazon. <laughs> yeah, be. I don't know about that. Know. There's yeah, a lot of might... stuff coming out, man. The Watchmen show. That's be the Legend of Zelda coming to Netflix. You never know. Yeah. Or that won't be sure. serialized. That'll just be like, here's all ten episodes, and you're like, ah. yeah, exactly. That's just all. It's just like, oh, I binged this. Okay, here we and go. That's what I was talking about yeah. as far as like weekly appointment viewing television. Like, I just, I don't know. You might be right, Gio. There might be something coming up in the horizon. I just, with the, uh, with the way things are going and the way the uh, media is heading as far as con- mm-hmm. consuming, consuming as media, streaming, uh, yeah. So yeah, we'll see. Fair point. We'll see. Um, all right, so I'm gonna go ahead and give this a seven on um, the season. Um, like you guys are saying, there's a lot of great things. Like, I loved all the, the visual effects, the actors were fantastic. Um, you know, even some of those earlier episodes are some of my favorite. Um, yeah, took it, took a dive at the end, and so yeah, for that reason, I'm not giving it as low as Matt, but I'm not gonna go past a seven. I almost gave it a 6.5, but. Kind of looked back at it, and uh, there was a lot of enjoyable things for me this season. As far as the series goes, <clears throat> uh, like a, this has been one of my favorite television shows of all time, uh, going up there with um, Breaking Bad and um, uh, some of the, like comedy shows like like Seinfeld and like like all time shows that I like The Office, like things like that. Like you could just watch. And, and enjoy on, on and I like even now I could go back and watch some episodes and just enjoy them and I'm sad it's gone like I'm, I'm sad that something I discovered I didn't discover it the first year it came out um, I kind of waited in two years later around 2013 and kind of you know caught up and then I was uh, you know and then I was on the weekly live viewing like everyone else and uh, ever since that yeah so it's been about five six years of uh appointment viewing and uh wow i love it yeah i I just i invested and i loved all the characters and i just loved everything about the show um so (laughs) that i'm gonna give it i this last season knocked it down so i'm gonna go there with you guys and say a nine only because of this last season and a half i'd say about season and a half 
Um, I would have given it a straight up almost ten if it would have like if it would have stuck the landing and everything like that. I would have given this, this this whole show a ten, like perfect show, but it did not. Yeah. <laughs> it tripped on the finish line, as they say. And uh, but I can't I can't ding the entire series. I still love this show and I loved everything that went into it. So uh, I'll give it a nine as well. All right, that'll do it. Uh, thanks everybody for listening. If you've listened this far, I know it's been long. Um, but you know, some people have long drives, yeah, some long commutes, yeah. and uh, we're glad to be with you on those long commutes. Come back and see us again. If you like the show, or uh, if you like the episode, and you like the show, give us a, give us a rating on iTunes or anywhere you consume your podcasts. We're on every podcast provider you can think of: uh, iTunes, Apple, or, uh, excuse me, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, uh, Slacker Radio, and uh, like I said, anywhere you can pretty much download a podcast. We're there. Give us a review. Let us know what you think. Find us on all the socials at That Geek Show, all one word, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and uh, also on YouTube. You can find all our most recent videos. That Geek Show is the name of the show. Look for our little icon there and uh, give us some comments on the videos. Tell us what you want to see coming up for uh, for future features. All right. For Daniel Molnar, Matt Grumman, Giovanni Estrada, and Katie Guerin, I'm Eric Lucas. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us. Stay geeky. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Don't be a scruffy nerf herder. Subscribe to our channel for more That Geek Show goodness in your life. Be sure to also check out our website, thatgeekshow.com, where we post exclusive photos from events and cons. And for all the latest news on upcoming special guests and geek swag giveaways, follow us on Twitter and Facebook.